0: the fresh bucket loud ninety-seven, Steve Harvey, double breasts, sling it ball right hand, follow the
1: left, top down to you called into the jet airborne.
2: Welcome to another episode of the DEF CON Jive Podcast. No, this is not the long-lost fourth member of the crew. My name is B, a.k.a. Queen Mother of the Tribe, and my label mates over at Defcon Jive have allowed me the honor of introducing today's episode, but also given me the opportunity to shoot my shot and tell y'all about my new podcast, The Tribe Talks. The Tribe Talks is exactly what it sounds like. It's talks with my dope, amazing, phenomenal, lit-ass tribe. Episode one, Relationship Bullets, is live now on SoundCloud.com forward slash the tribe talks. Listen to it, laugh, and share it with your tribe. Now, let's get ready for this episode. Part one is about Boone's time at an Atlanta mall. I cannot wait to hear what shenanigans that dude got into. Part two is a live recording from the Blackfinity 2 Gauntlet panel. Get ready to enjoy the show.
1: Hey yo, yo, your, yo, we, we here. This is a this is a DCJ straight shot. <laughs>
3: this
1: is your boy Cannon, aka, uh uh Ryan Fitzdat trick, mm. is Night. Oh damn. The Dad lived the beat your ass conductor. Yeah. Boom Dynamite. Why what's up, man? Why are we here?
3: I just had to, you know what I'm saying? I know we it's not our normal recording time, it's not normal we do, but I had to stop because it was it, it had a had a real event, you know what I'm saying? Happened to me uh-huh. about 20 minutes we had ago. To
1: put it put it on wax immediately.
3: You almost died, you know what I'm saying? You almost died. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, what's the story?
3: So boom, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like I'm going out of town. I'm <laughs> catching this uh, Atlanta Falcons game uh, on on Sunday in Pittsburgh. So I was like, I got to, you know what I'm saying? I got to go to the store and get some shit because all my clothes are in storage. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. So I'm in, I'm in the Foot Locker. You know what I'm saying? I picked a pair of shoes out and the dude's in the back trying to get my Jones. You know what I'm saying? And there's a dude behind me. He's about, you know what I mean, 6'2", maybe like 265, 270. Big dude. You know what I'm saying? Work, work. And they're trying to find my shoes in the back. I'm having like conversation with the lady at the register. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, she's talking to uh, the dude that just walked in trying to see if they got some shoes. Um, so about a minute and a half into the conversation... Dude drops his bags. He has like five bags. Word. Like, like drop drops. Like, you know what I'm saying?
1: Like, drop them out of his hand, just like boom.
3: Yeah. And uh, sprints out of the store. Like, <laughs> what? No, no, like 4 1, like 4 2, like, you know what I'm saying? Like combine speed, like, like moving, moving.
1: We, we talking like LaShawn McCoy
3: bruh I'm talking like like he like you know at the end of the 40 when you dip your head to try to get that last second you know what I'm saying yeah, I'm talking yeah. like that fool like you know what I'm saying God damn and so everybody else in the stories is just looking around like I wonder what uh, you know what I'm saying I wonder what uh, dude was running about so we're taking bets like you think it was a girl do you think it was somebody seeing things about to fight somebody and we're all just like taking bets whatever and so you know what I'm saying I get my shoes I'm like alright I guess I'll roll out so I'm walking down the mall and I see, you know what I'm saying, uh We Buy Black kiosk, you know what I'm saying? Word. They got the uh they got the uh laundry detergent, they got the razors, they got the tooth uh brushes. I'm like, oh I know these, you know what I'm saying? So I go over they got, they, they got the batteries out there too. They got the batteries, everything. So I go over there and I'm like, first of all, you know what I mean, I need a shirt, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. he, he was like, yo, you like, what do you what, what do you know about we buy black? You know what I'm saying? Thank you for supporting. And I was like, "No, it's deeper than that, bro." You know what I'm saying? And I was like, "We got a podcast." I told him about the DCJ, and he's telling me like, "You know what I'm saying?" uh, How his role in in We Bought Black? And he's like, "Well." And so literally, like, like, we're, we're like, we're just starting the conversation. Like, you know what I'm saying? And who do I see?
1: The dude who dropped his bags in rain.
3: Yeah. So uh-huh. he, he's walking back with, at this point, uh, his shirt is like rolled up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like his whole stomach is out. Like, he's just like, like he's tired, tired. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like two a days. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And so he's coming back, sweating, tired, walking gingerly. You know what I'm saying? And he's just walking down the, uh, the hallway, wherever, right next to where I'm at. And so we hear him and he goes, grandma, I just seen a nigga shot your house up.
1: Wait, what?
3: Grandma, I just seen him. But it's cool cuz I got the 30 on me now. If I see him if he's back in the mall, I'm about to get him. <laughs> Nigga. What? Nigga. When you I got the 30 on him right now. When I say we ended our conversation and we broke this one, <laughs> I was like, "All right, daddy." You know what I'm saying? And he wasn't even mad. Like he was like, "All right, then." You know what I'm saying? I <laughs> just walked away Yo Okay so, so at some point Like while I'm done I'm gonna go back up there And I'm gonna have a conversation And tell him like Really how we do But we didn't get past He was like yo You know what I'm saying What do you know about Cause you know I do this And we buy black And I was like well, Let me tell you about Con Jive mm-hmm. And an old boy walks past
1: like, and- like no sooner Than you say the word Jive
3: Dog. and I was like, well, "What we do is we highlight black on." All right, dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dog.
1: Peace up. Peace, peace out, bro. When,
3: when I say this dude looked like an in shape um, Bismarcky, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> not like not in shape like he was ripped, but he was like, you know what I'm saying? Like like Bismarcky still had like four, two, four, three, 40 mm-hmm. speed. Like you know what I'm saying? He look like, yeah, right. Shout out to Ag- Agatha, you know what I'm saying. Agnes, Jermaine, and Jack. Like you know what I'm saying. Like it was real. Right. Um, right. So we still support we blacks. You know what I'm saying. But um, always. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna have to get back to you on an interview. You know what I'm saying. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have to schedule that at another time. You know what I'm saying. All right. For sure. The is, Shout out! Shout out to Greenbrier Mall in Atlanta, the hoodest of hood malls. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> It, it only has like three Yo. types of stores. It only got sneaker stores, gold stores, and 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 different uh, iterations of of uh, rainbow. You know what I'm saying? That's Yo. all they have in the store. In the mall. And that's
1: that's my kind of mall. I love those type of malls, bro.
3: Exactly, but yeah. when, yeah. Dog, when I but, say this dude dropped all of his bags, and, and it was so crazy because nobody even touched his bags. We we're just like, yeah. <laughs> if he if, if he if he dropped it and bust out like that, like yeah, it's gotta be some other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like no, nah.
1: Bro, that's that's got to be. It's one of those joints where he left so fast. It's like a cartoon. The bags are still spinning in the air. Bro, somebody was like, like
3: cloud of dust. They was like, pick up his bags, put them behind the things. We don't want we don't want them to go missing because like we don't want nobody. We don't want him to chase us the way he chased the old boys. <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want no drama, no beef. Bro, I I like I swear to God, I, when I was texting you, I was like, yo, I got to tell you, I can't I can't even type this, young know, bro. Like you know, yeah, what I'm
1: saying? yeah, 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 yeah. I I see now. <laughs> I see now. <laughs>
3: So uh yeah, we bought black interview coming soon. Um work. let me get my best up, you know what I'm saying? Let me get tooled up and then yeah, we be straight. <laughs> you gotta get tooled up. Yo. It's real. It's real. All right. All right, so you well, can your- you can slide that in with the best of, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah,
1: well that that's your straight shot. Yeah. Uh boom that I might have fun with the Falcons in the in the Steelers.
3: Yeah. Be out and out
1: uh, and, and of course, we'll be, we'll be back with new episodes of DefCon Jive real soon.
3: One more thing, so, uh, one more thing, Ken, before we, we sign off, man. W- what up? What up? We have we have to do a, we have to pay all respects and homage. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Shout out to the boy Jay Remy. You know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely.
3: Another year in his earth. You know what I'm saying? Happy birthday to my guy. You know what I'm saying? Happy birthday, Jay Remy. J. Remy. Uh, so we uh, before we check out, you know, he's not gonna make it this week. He's out with the you know what I'm saying, his thirties. But uh. Mm-hmm. Shout out to, you know, one third of the, you know what I'm saying, Defcon Jive.
1: Word, word. And uh, Peace Up, A-Town Down.
3: <laughs> I don't, there was no peace thrown up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, was a, it was a whole different type of peace, you know what I'm saying?
1: The <laughs> 38 piece. Yeah,
3: yeah. I was like, oh, 38 right.
1: piece <laughs> up, A-Town <eight> Down.
3: <laughs> I, was like, I was like, so yeah, Defcon. Uh, yeah, I'm going to holler at you. <laughs> it, was good. it was good speaking with you. Go ahead, bro. Hi, right, Dan. <laughs> I would. You heard it. You heard it here first. Live from the streets, man. We out here.
4: better hear a brief introduction on where the Blackfinity Gauntlet even came from. Oh, do we have to? Uh, well, we can. <laughs> you was a part of the building, the first one, and that's how we even came to know each Well, yeah, that's kind of how no, we I came guess to know each true. other.
5: Yeah, the Blackfinity Gauntlet actually uh, came to be two years ago. Um, at the opening in Philadelphia of Amalgam Comics and Coffee Coffeehouse Woo. Oh, uh, yeah. by Ariel Johnson, a.k.a. the Uncanny Trouble of Black Tribbles. So um, all of the black podcasters um, got together in support of the Amalgam because it was his first year out. So we went to Amalgam's on a Saturday that I believe took place in like in a March. Of 2016, if I'm, uh, I'm correct. Yeah, I believe you're right. And we went there and just hold, held like a one day conference, confab, meet and greet. Everybody shopped, you know, bought the store out just, just in support of Amalgam Comics. And it was really cool just to have all these podcasters who you kind of like knew already because you see them on social media, everybody tagging each other up, trying to get, you know, their likes and, you know, listens up and everything like that. But now, are you putting face to the voices, exactly. you know what I mean? And that's where me and you, Dan, we met. Well, like, well, first of all, I think we should introduce ourselves. Some people are like, oh, that's well, right, who the that's right. Like well, up.
4: I'll let you start it off. Okay.
5: All right. Yo, what's up? How's led your boy? This, uh, my name is Len, AKA the Bat Tribble of Black Tribbles fame. How y'all doing? Um, Black Tribbles is a radio show that airs on LP 106.5 FM in Philadelphia and Camden. We are officially too cool to be geeks, too cute to be nerds. We are black Tribbles. That's what we do. Um, I'm, a, I'm the Bat Tribble. Everybody that listens to our show, guests, fans, they take on their own Tribble designation. I got Golden Boy Tribble out there. I see you,
4: dog. Uh, and I'm going to pass it over to the Mayor Tribble right there. And that's right, that's me, your boy, the mayor, that DJ named Ace Five, your mom's favorite fat guy from deepest, darkest Africa. And I'm here with my main man and my co-host, as always. JP,
6: co-host of and Five Sports Show. We also talk about politics, above other things. Also, I will blaze anybody on sports knowledge, history, or anything else
4: involved
7: in sports i co-sign that.
4: Especially 1920s history, because my man is the oldest. He said 1920s <laughs> history. Like, what was Babe back, Ruth's back. batting average? Yeah, it was back before we had rights. <laughs> but anyway, you know as always. So he know white sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he remembers when they were dribbling like this. <laughs> but anyway. You know, <laughs> But anyway y'all y'all can find us under the startingfiveshow.com find us on iTunes yeah I said iTunes still SoundCloud TuneIn Radio Google Play under Talking My Team Network we are the podcast we are here now at the I was, blackfinity gauntlet yes. now how how this one came about We was gifted thank you once again to Jason um, this was kind of gifted to me by default I'm not gonna get into the particulars of why and how, but as soon as it was gifted to me, I already had the show kind of written up, and I just said, you know what? Originally, this thing was just for the black geeks, but we all geek out on a little bit of everything. Everybody's a geek, that's right. So, real quick, sort of cut it in. Sound Man, we need the DJ to play right now also too, please, thank you. Um, So yeah, why not call upon your friends, and people who are also heavy hitters in this game, or soon to be heavy hitters. And the first one I want to introduce- They're
5: all heavy hitters, they on the stage. That's right,
4: that's right. But the first one I want to introduce is the woman sitting to my left. Is it your left? It's my left. Okay, it's mine Okay. Get up. (laughs) State your name, gangster. Let them know. Hey,
8: hey, 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 what's going on? It's the Brown Girl from the Brown Girl Experience, and I am the host of Cocktails and Conversations. Um, Basically, I gather friends into the studio with me to drink, to talk shit, to live life, and to just basically, like, yo. We survived our 20s, we navigated through our 30s, and here we are sitting here fucking 40. So now, yes. we're professionals, <laughs> yes. we get high, and we just live our fucking lives. So that's what oh we talk yeah. about on Cocktails and Conversation. Thank you, thank you.
5: Ain't nothing like being professionally high. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Ain't that
4: one of the best ways to be?
9: <laughs>
5: Most definitely. And to my right, I have-
4: Get up, ladies.
9: Right, ladies. It's the Summer and Karen show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, that's me yeah. on the mic, one, two. Hi, everybody. My name is Karen. I am from the Ladies yeah, Love Hip Hop yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. No. And our podcast is really about women taking ownership of their love of hip hop. We have so much knowledge and we truly love the genre, so we talk about hip-hop and then we kind of dibble and dabble in other you know, areas as well, sex, politics, all the good stuff. So we can be found on SoundCloud, um, iTunes, and we are very heavily on um, Instagram, and the uh, moniker is Ladies Love Hip-Hop, which is L-U-V. So you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and we also have a YouTube page, where we are um, trying to put on videos of our interviews with certain guests, so please check us out, follow us, and uh, thank you for having us, everybody.
4: Auntie Mook.
10: Hello, I'm Auntie Mook. Uh, I'm a, a stunt double right now for Karen. I mean, excuse me, Summer. <laughs> <laughs> now
4: nah, you should be an official one third, though. You're official one third.
10: Right you know, I talk my shit. You know, I love, I love talking about hip-hop, you know. This is my cosplay right here. You know, the Griselda <laughs> stuff right here. You see me, I got the hip-hop shit on, but uh, I represent Ladies Love Hip-Hop. We around. <laughs> Check us out.
4: All right, all right, all right. Now, next up, once again, to Erica's left, of my left, we got the big homie who flew up from Florida.
7: Whoa, Stand up. Florida, Florida in the, from building, the building, ladies Everything yeah. Podcast. So, uh, my name is Dominican Lou. This is my, one of my AKs, the many AKs that I have. Uh, I'm also known as Lou from the BX. Louis Balboa, your favorite podcaster, favorite podcaster, a little wolf for podcasting. And uh, I have a little show called Everything Podcast I do out of my crib. It's, uh, it's basically a one-man show. Let me not stand in front of anybody. I'm gonna stand over here. Um, it's a one-man show. I do it out of my home. Um, really, the only audience I have is my dogs, my wife, and whoever's streaming online. Uh, To be honest with you, the show is called The Everything Podcast because, to be honest with you, when I started it, I couldn't figure out a a specific topic because I'm into gaming, anime, comics, hip-hop, rock, metal, whatever. So I just figure whatever strikes the mood, that's what I'm going to talk about. So I just call it The Everything Podcast. So at any point you tune into an episode, I usually like to leave a description. For the most part, the descriptions are trash because I end up talking about whatever. So you know, don't even bother. At the, at, for the most part, I'll get into a specific topic, but really, it's just anything goes. So uh, you can find me on iTunes. I'm on basically everything. You go to podbean.com, search Lou from the BX, and you'll find uh, my little podcast there. So um, I'm just glad to be here. I'd like to thank Dan for inviting me, giving me proper time to save up funds so I could come out here. To Atlantic City and see Olia and participate no in this problem. black affinity no gauntlet. No it's problem. very nice to meet Olia. We got to do a photo shoot later. Most def, most def. And uh, yep. yeah, let's get it. Let's get that money. Wow.
5: Ah, that's what it's about. Get that money, get that money. And next over to my right, we
4: have... This one's going to take a minute. Raise your, brace you yourselves real quick. They're going to take a
5: minute.
4: <laughs> oh, man, it's uh, your
0: boy, J. Remy, uh, representing the uh, DefCon J podcast, you know what I'm saying, a.k.a. Drip Bayless, you know what I'm saying, the Tyrannosaurus Flex, Sriracha Zulu, I got the sauce, you know what I'm saying, Swag you uh, <laughs> y'all, know what, oh, y'all already know what the time take it is, you know time, what I'm saying. Take
4: your time, take your time, take your time. I want to hear, we, we got to hear these. We gotta eat it. Take and it
0: lastly, you know what I'm saying? Two silver bags in the ramen. I got unnecessary amounts of flavor. You know what I'm
4: saying? <laughs> <laughs> the second bag
3: in the ramen drinks too much flavor, so you're out of control. <laughs> yeah. It's your man, Boom Dynamite, a.k.a. Versace Chachi, yep. B.k.a. Don Dunk, because I'm smooth and the cakes stay covered. You gotta stay covered. A.k.a. Potty Potty Piper, uh, <laughs> <laughs> B.k.a., you know what I'm saying, Pod Beanie Siegel. You know what I mean? <laughs> C.K.A. Mad Libsin, you know what I mean. Said <laughs> uh, <that> Mad Libson. <laughs> F.K.A. Uh, Buzz Sprout Ciders, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Jersey, that's where I'm from. Um, F.K.A. Cipher Soundcloud, E.K.A. Outcast Thos, you know what I'm saying? G.K.A. Karuchi Trans Sister, you know what I mean? <laughs> FKA you know what I'm saying MC all right all right, saying right all right all right, right all right,
4: all right, all right, right. right. GKL, you know what I'm saying
3: right.
7: totally This like, ain't your oh, FBI dossier
4: oh, we, we, we let the wrong one go <laughs> we let the wrong one go go
3: ahead boom Potty, I mean, Potty Antoine Patton that's Daddy Fat Sac- Daddy Fat cast
8: you know what I'm saying All right all right
3: all right It's the AKA, totally AKA it podcast the ladies and gentlemen
4: yeah. Okay,
1: I told him to keep it to five. Oh, man. It's your boy, Cannon, aka Dad Lib, the beat your ass conductor, because I'm about to have a little girl. BKA Lynn Manuel Noriega. I built my own house off of cocaine musicals. Oh. In the Philippines. In the Philippines? I got a mansion. Uh, CKA C3P OJ Simpson. I'm out here killing these Jones in the all gold everything. DKA, Rytama, the Rum Punch Man,
11: because
1: it's J1, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Eka, the Stunticon, because when we all link, it's a minute, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we are the Def Con Jive podcast. We talk about everything from sports, to music, to movies, to games, to whatever these two dudes go on and on about for about five, 10 minutes at a time. The show's a four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Go. you. Thank you. Perfect. Nice. We need a DJ. Nice. No? nice. We
4: need a DJ. <laughs> and now, uh,
1: but we're on iTunes, uh, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, everywhere. Just search for Def Con Jive Podcast. That's us.
4: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Next up, we got representing a crew who, unfortunately, right now couldn't make it in full. Because of the storm that's going down in North Carolina right now. But this woman lives up in Jersey, so it was even she had to represent Jersey Jersey. from the code.
12: Hello, 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 people. I am Keisha, aka Taylor, one-fifth of the code. We talk about everything. We are your inappropriate ass, ratchet ass friends on Friday. We talk about Politics, sex, drugs, a little bit of money. Guns? Sometimes. It depends. It depends on who the guest is. It depends on the warrants. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny. I mean, but some things happen. We talk about a lot of things. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. You're gonna look for the code, underscore the show, on Instagram. And that's about it. That's And our on show. Blog
4: Talk Radio. Or yes, or Talk at, oh, Radio.
12: That's the most important part. You can find us on Blog Talk Radio, people. And
4: I think there's
5: more to more to you, my, my man. But um, I, well, next we have. Well, yes. Because last
4: Jason, but not least, even ne- though no, it's just your partner. So we oh, have represent. representing <laughs> Philly. Yeah. Word it up, underground head legends. I will yeah, on State your names. Yo, yo, Go, yo. What's
11: up? What's up? It's Going I'm Sayo. We are the Beat Society Podcast. Yeah, man.
13: Yes, yes. And um, yeah, all what now. we do is, uh, Beat Society, Beat Society oh, Podcast man. comes from a live show like- showcasing producers. We are Original Heritage, uh, producers showcase out here. Since 2003, nothing comes before us. So we use this, uh, podcast right now to just explore, um, the intersection of society, culture, and how it relates to uh, our family, being able to create music.
11: And also connecting family, culture, life, preservation through hip-hop, and, and spirituality. And that's our uh, our podcast in a, in a nutshell, pretty much.
13: Yeah. 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 We just want to put our friends on, make sure we all can eat. That's it. We're
11: basically the native tongues of the podcast world.
4: I like that. I like that. The native tongues. That's, yeah, that's... Great, great that you stole that, too, because that, that, I, I kind of fit in that group, too, because that's what I like to do. You ain't native tongue. No. You really. native I, 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 By way of definition of what they said of putting <laughs> their people on, <laughs> what do you think this is? Right. I yeah, yeah. Got Ah. Oh, you got, got him. But anyway, That's not native tongue That's not
11: native tongue That's more puffy no, no, no. My Even moments, else, what I was saying? That's you said, saying. said you native tongue is is, is, is is different stuff, it's a
4: whole different thing. You can, tell, you can thing. call tell you mayor Daddy. Daddy. I mean, I mean, yeah. later, but anyway, it's <laughs> on you and your fellow bandmate.
5: What? Oh yes, I do have one of my one of my crew. My crew is like seven thick. Yeah, but, um, we
14: we deep out here. We, All right, so. Well, I want to do y'all. I'm the proverbial young buck of the seven headed horde of black triples. I am the super Saiyan triple, your mama's favorite nephew, cousin muscles. Uh, a.k.a. Super Saiyan, Triple Broku, whatever you want to call me. And we are the, the multi-award winning radio show and podcast hailing from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You can find us every Thursday night from 9 p.m. to 11 on 106.5 Philly Camp. And that's uh, really about it. One
5: love, one love. And every place that, every place that good podcasts big. Most, that's
4: right, that's right, that's right, that's right. So, sit your ass down and let's get into this. So let's get into some conversation. Yes. So yes. where, where so we going, bro? We're going to start just simple minute to 30 seconds each across the board on why podcasting? What got you into podcasting?
8: Yes. Okay. So with me, what got me into podcasting was there wasn't any... Oh, I can't even think about it. Um, (laughs) Shit. Honestly, I just wanted to try it. I heard a podcast. I wanted to see if I could do it. I wanted to see if I could commit to it. And then I realized it was a a lane that nobody was really talking about. So, you know, I am a black woman. I am somebody who everybody likes to tell me how I feel, who I am, what I'm supposed to be, the box I'm supposed to belong into. And I was like, you know what? Ah that's not the lane for me, and I'm sorry, but I'm not going to fit in the box that you want me to be in. So I figured it would really be dope if I created the Brown Girl Experience to encourage black women to take control of their narrative and to really just be exactly who they are whenever they feel like being who they are without having anybody tell them what you should be doing, how you should feel, what you should wear, you know, being passionate, don't worry about being angry. I just wanted them to be very free, and so I created um, the Brown Girl Experience, and that's where cocktails and conversations came into, where I invited other women into the studio with me and we just share our stories and talk about you know, the shit that we deal with. And that's it.
7: So, from when I was younger, I always had an affinity for radio. And I, I loved music, I love radio, I love listening to talk radio when I was younger. Mostly sports radio, but then I ventured off into like politic talk radio. I would just like, I wouldn't really take in the content too much as a young kid, but I just like listening to it and, and just hearing discussions um, from the radio instead of getting the visual from the TV. And when I got older, I wanted to get into broadcasting, but I, sp- I spoke with Dan about this before. Radio now is not what it used to be when I was right. younger. When I was younger, you could tune into a station and they would play all different kinds of music. You wouldn't hear the same song every five minutes, 30 minutes, the same five songs. Um, there wasn't payola, there wasn't any of that. I mean, there could have been, I mean, I don't know for sure, but nowadays it's- We know for sure, yeah, I it mean, was. We know. Yeah, I don't have on-hand information, <laughs> but it's just like, I was always attracted to that, to that life. And as I got older and Clear Channel came about and did their thing and just bought up all these stations and kind of made everything power this and hot that. I didn't want to become, hey, guys, welcome to Power 96. Next up, we're going to be playing some Biggie smells for you. And we're going to be meeting out at the CVS down at the parking lot and handing out posters. I didn't want to be radio guy. You feel me? Like, I didn't want to be radio guy doing the voice. Yeah, I got you. you got the, I'm, I'm a little, I'm sorry. I'm a little pill, nervous and a little animated. It, I'm sorry if I'm moving the mic around a lot. But, um, but I didn't want to be that guy. And, you know, I tuned into podcasts because, you know, you. There are so many podcasts out there, guys. You can listen to a podcast about literally anything. There's yep. there are podcasts out there that you wouldn't even believe that they exist. There's a Melrose Place podcast. I don't know if you know what Melrose Place is. Yeah. Okay. There's a podcast for about Melrose, Melrose Place. Yes, I know, dog. Nice, I know. that show has not been on TV for like 15 years. <laughs> and there's a podcast, so you can literally do a show about whatever you want. And so and that's what
4: got you into it. pretty much. Yeah. It. You wanted exactly. to just. Yeah. You wanted I don't to find get it your too long
7: winded, but. I like the fact that you could just get on there, put your own opinion out there, and whoever's gonna listen to it can listen to it. That's How do you do that? I do it. Huh? I'm sorry. How do you do
11: that? Like that thing you do, like you your mic. Oh, but you still like b- oh, was I'm able loud. to evangelize <laughs> that shit. I'm half Dominican,
7: yo, I'm half Dominican, half Dominican, half Puerto Rican. Look at
11: that shit, it doesn't work for
7: me. That's a crazy, that's a crazy you mix. Said, that's, yeah, that's, that's a whole crazy.
4: separate octave level.
7: Half Dominican, av- half Puerto Rican, so I, I could, I could. Yeah, you can throw your voice. My projects for some it's reason. I don't, don't know.
4: Keisha, it was crazy. What you gonna say? you look like you are gonna say something. Well,
12: I got into podcasting because, um, well, me and Amaj, my partner, who's not here because she's stuck in a hurricane, but she's okay. Is she okay? She's okay. Yeah, they're they're she's they're fine. fine. Yeah, okay. they're fine. I just enough. spoke to her maybe about forty five minutes ago, and I just texted her. She's fine. She's doing well. That's great. Um, We came up with the concept on Facebook. We were just sitting around Friday night, just just on Facebook chit chatting about some bullshit. And then it came about that, you know, we should do a show. And I was like, bitch, yes, we should do a show. So then we were like, so what are we gonna talk about? I said the same bullshit we've been talking about. <laughs> and then we just added a couple more people along the way and then we became the code. Nice, nice,
4: nice. Now this one I gotta say is, not more, well part of how, why podcasting for you, but also how did you even end up in the fold into
14: podcasting. Oh for me? Yeah. All right. So why podcasting? Uh, initially just I really like fresh out of college wanted to get into like the entertainment business and radio or TV, whatever, you know, what whatever sort of means possible. And, and I wanted to really get into like the, the geek scene behind things because I know this I know me and a couple of my friends obviously we were like you know heavy geeks and really enjoyed that whole culture and that scene and we noticed it was kind of growing. So I was like, I right, you know try and see you know if there's anything out there because you know it's not just you know the you know uh, standard Chris like for Marvel they have like a poster like oh Chris handsome tall six foot two white guy right it's not <laughs> right. just like all the Chris's you see at every comic convention or online or whatnot it, like there's people that look like us you know on stage and out there you know in the audience so dug in and I remember seeing a listing for the Black Tribbles and I was like, oh cool, this could be a good opportunity, you know, and see if I can get my foot in the door one way or another. Luckily, my skills were good enough to, to get in and then I got into the crazy horde and built my skills up, you know, from there and just becoming um, better and, and sharpening them and went from intern to social media coordinator from social media coordinator to slash associate producer uh, for the Black Tribbles so, and it's been about Coming on three, three and a half years, something like that. Gosh. And it's just been a wild, wild ride ever since. And, and I just hope to continue to do more and expand more from even just podcasts to even try and ink, ink ourselves into the the media scene, the full multimedia scene. So, like, YouTube and TV.
4: Right, right. See, And, Len, Len you didn't forgot to mention that you hired the biggest tripod in the world for a, a couple <laughs> years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as, the, as the lead cameraman and. Right. uh yeah. You know, and and Facebook. Yeah, that's jockey. our Facebook Live jockey. Yep,
14: yep, yep, yep. Shout yo, yo. out
4: hey. to Mac in the building. What's <laughs> up, brother? Now, y'all too. Again, transitioning from why the, podcasting, Beat Society as a show, live show, live production-based group that you guys are. Podcast. Why the podcast? Why? What? What made um, you want to podcast?
13: I think for us, we had uh, had some legal issues a few years ago uh, with our partnerships and everything. So um, our live show kind of stalled, you know, and we had been at the game for about two years, three years, something like that. It was like six years. Well, it was like six years. <laughs> yeah.
11: So, you
13: know, I was living in Atlanta at the time, me and Hez just talking and um, just trying to figure out a way to um, draw our audience back in. We knew they right, were still right. there, you know, they we were still the- asking for us, you know, even after five, six years. So um
11: we legally got the rights back to B Society. Nice and, then, um, and congratulations. Said, Where do we thank congratulations. I know, you know that right? fight. I know that struggle.
13: <laughs> so um from there we were just talking and um I think we both were just listening to podcasts just on our own and we would talk about that content.
11: Hold on. And, and, and plus when B Society first started in two thousand and one, and one, two, we our one of our visions was to become uh to have a late night radio show because like all the underground hip-hop was always played at, like, 12 midnight. That's
4: right, yep. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying?
11: So we wanted a Beat Society radio on Power 99. So So here it is. Now, in 2018, we started a Beat Society podcast and um, for the same reason, because we always thought that the radio ignored the left-of-center hip-hop. You know what I mean? Um, The Far Sides, the Freestyle Fellowships, the Saphirs, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, back then. Yeah, Every, you know. What everybody
4: I mean? from down that one. Yeah, man. Trust so, me, we we all in that same vein. Yeah, again.
11: for sure. So so we 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 just felt like this void was still missing, still there today as far as like podcasts are concerned. Is nowhere this like the movie sorry to bother you. Right. Right. There's, right. The, where has that been represented like until now? Inse- the show Insecure. Right. The show like we're this niche, so we felt like there was a void, even in the podcast world, for us, so we was like, let's fucking be that.
14: True yeah, indeed,
4: true yeah. indeed. And that's the one thing I found within podcasting as a whole is whether y'all think it or not, y'all voice can be heard. And there's going to be a lane for you, whether you think, oh, there's too many geek podcasts out there, no, add another one. Because nobody has heard Added your voice. Your perspective, Right, and your perspectives. On your things.
11: perspective might sound like this like in, in line with everybody else's, but it's really like this.
5: Exactly, it's yes. It's
11: really like this much difference. That little separation right there yes.
4: makes you special. Everybody else is like this, pink. You know what I mean? And not to skip the middle, but I got introduced to y'all by way of the ladies down there. Ladies love hip hop. So you know we're long winded, that's why hip-hop. you skipped us. So no, 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 because it ain't not, they ain't not, because there's a connection between them two and how they were even got brought AKA on board to this? Word up! Oh yeah! So, that, pass uh, the mic down and pass the mic yes. to ladies. <laughs> Go ahead,
11: Karen.
9: Um, so, with uh, how we got into podcasting, this this concept of ladies love hip hop has been an an idea that was implemented maybe about for six years. So we finally just bit the bullet and just went on and uh, bought the equipment. Um, Summer, my podcasting partner, she spoke to um, a lot of her friends who were already, um, you know, knee-deep in podcasting. So she was able to understand a lot of the production area of, uh, you know, putting a podcast out and whatnot. So um, this has been a passion project of ours, and we talked about the fact that, you know, we are women who love hip-hop. You know, we'll, you got women that are engineers, you got women who are um, mechanics who love hip hop, right? But we are kind of marginalized within this genre, even um, as artists. So we just wanted to talk about that, like the fact that, you know, we are consumers, um, we are, you know, patrons, but no one is really checking for our opinions about, you know, how if we like hip hop or not. And then there's a misnomer that um, you know, women only like maybe Drake, or you know, the who's hot and heavy, but there's a lot of women that know various levels of hip hop. And like I said, we just wanted, we, we wanted to talk about it. And you know, hip hop has been in our lives for a very long time. I was introduced to hip hop through my brother. However, the um, consistency of hip hop has been in my life through um, radio DJ, the legendary Lady B. She was the one that had me up at night waiting to, you know, tape all of the music and whatnot. So I'm saying all this to say, this is what our podcast is about. It's just to give a voice to women who, um, you know, want to talk about all genres of hip hop and music, as well as, like I said, politics, sex, all of that. So, um, and then I guess the other thing about podcasting and what I like about it too, is the fact that we are kind of in control when I was coming up, um, I, I did have, I do have, I'm sorry, a communications background and a degree. And when you, back in the day, when you wanted to be in the radio or music field, you had to do a lot to get into this field. Like yep. with podcasting, this is your own baby, this is your ownership. You don't have to really answer to a lot of people. When, you know, you want to go work for Power 99 or um, WCAU TV, there's a lot of politics that goes along with being the top person, the top broadcaster, the top radio DJ, the, um, you know, program director. There's a lot of politics involved. I'm not necessarily a politics-type person, so this is what I love about podcasting. Nice. It's an outlet, and, you know, I encourage, like everybody said on the panel, if you, you know, you want to start a podcast, I encourage everybody to do so.
4: Nice, nice. Now we got
9: the HU alumni. Uh, HU? You
4: know.
1: <laughs> Yo, so, three things. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Three things. One, well, 1A, we all met back in 2001 in Howard. and uh, Big fact. We've we been together. We, we did Howard Radio. I was, I was a program director at Howard Radio. Broke the brought them in there. Brought these dudes in. <laughs> can't talk about that. We can't <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but first thing, my homegirl Rochelle, before we even started, said, y'all need to do a podcast because y'all are funny as hell. And I said, "Have you ever heard it, cats? Because this is, this is not going to work." Um, but she said, "No, you need to do it. You need to do it. They'll be a part of it." Um, and then I went to the first Blackfinity Gauntlet, which really got me thinking because uh, I didn't even realize it. Starting five was there, Black triples were there, and you know. Seeing that many black podcasters really got my mind going. But what really kicked it in was we have a group chat, as everybody does. Everybody has a group chat, right?
5: Everybody's got a group chat.
1: In my group chat, these dudes were talking about Kennedy and Cuba, the Cuban Missile Crisis, and the Bay of Pigs. But they were making it funny. And I was like, all right, we have to do a podcast because... People need to hear people make black people making jokes about the Bay of Pigs, talking about the Bay of Barbecue and, and stuff like that. <laughs> and it was, I was like, who thinks of this? So I said, I said, who has mics? Because we have to do this. Luckily, these two guys. The
3: mics sound nice. Check one. one. Okay.
1: And uh, check two. These two guys have mics, and we, we had a few others who are who are a part of it too. They come in in in, yes, in and out, but um, that's where we started. And uh, the name Def Con Jive came from our boy Quams. Because he said we, it was a play on the DefCon level, you know, DefCon one, two, three, four, five, and he said the scariest thing for America are educated black men. Yes, amen.
5: So we're going to name our
1: podcast DefCon Jive. So that's where it came about, and that's why podcast, because we wanted to get the get. We wanted to make jokes about things that people normally don't make jokes about, and that's that's where it came from. And we yes, you with know no what pictures. that is though. Yeah, we read books not- with no pictures too.
5: It's not that people don't make, like we don't make jokes about that. It's, it's just that, unfortunately, like Dan was saying, when people think of geeks, they quickly go to the, the white guy, the Absolutely. stereotype and Absolutely. everything like that. So when you think of comedy or comedian and you're thinking about a black person, you're thinking about, it's like, you know, it's mama jokes talking about your, your, your chick or anything like that. Maybe you're talking growing up. You don't, you don't realize that there are black Black, prof- black professional comedians, men and women, that can go to the Bay of Pigs and Absolutely. extrapolate from that and yeah. find comedy in that. You know what I mean? They don't even think about that. So you just like Patrice twisting that. Yep.
4: Exactly. Patrice O'Neal Patrice O'Neill. O'Neil, God rest Rest in peace. Yes. yes. God rest in day. The cat with the pencil in his head? Yes. My goodness. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's For a love. pencil sticking out Baby his face. face. <laughs> But anyway, next up I got my main man and my brother, everybody's uncle and a half, JP. Yeah, um, the
6: reason why I got started in the, um, podcasting was I've been in the sports since I've been like a little kid. Like I was that dude that was like in the third or fourth grade reading stats, reading about players and stuff like that. So I'm gonna take you up to now. I was like, people kept telling me, yo, Jay, you lost your calling. You should've been in the sports world. So I was like, damn. I said, you know what? Maybe I can do this sports thing. So I hit my main man up, Dan. Yes, sir. You know, like, yo, man, I think I'm ready to do a sports podcast You want me now. to
4: take it from here? Huh? So you want me to take it from here?
6: Yeah, you can take it from here.
4: Cool, because it's as simple as that. It was, he said he wanted to do a sports show. I already had the platform. Like, I meant, like we mentioned before, the first original Blackfinity Gauntlet. When we heard about it, I was like, yo, black people, podcasters. We got to be there. One, to support. Two, we we're black. (laughs) So we got to be there. Three, my other boys was like, there might be some Johns down there. So, there's plenty of of black women that are nerds. JP was one of them. Like, yo, there might be some there might be, JP it might be was some, some things a there. There might be now. some, you know, but, but anyway.
5: <laughs> I mean, he's nice looking. I don't know if I call him And him plus, anymore.
4: we're at a comic book
11: convention, so we have all the fantasy whores. <laughs> anyway,
4: so, but anyway, so, uh, so we, I already had the platform. We had talk on my team. Started in 2014. My boy LG, shout out to my brother, even though he's beefing with me right now. Whatever. Um, we started back then. We transitioned from football to, I kept pushing him like, yo, we need to do more of football. We need to do more of football. Well, I only know football, so we need to do more. All right, fine. The one thing that we're going to talk about in a little while is consistency. Consistency fell off. JP said, yo, I want to do this. I said, son, let's go right now. Just say the date. It's a go. Cause, and then I told my man, I'm like, yo, we're going to transition to this because JP and I want to talk more than just football. He said cool, I got my clothing line, I'm going to go here. You got this. We ran with it, and we're here right now ever since. We do sports, we do hip-hop, we, do, we definitely do politics. Every show, we try to squeeze in some type of social justice issue. And you're hearing a point of view from two black men that you never hear yeah. from other black men on national television. That's native tongueish. Oh, Listen to our episodes. I already you, know. You hear. You, you hear how we get down, and let's, uh, again, my man, the militant midget, as we call him on the show. Also, that's my brother. I love him. I always clown him on the old jokes. But every Wednesday night, nine thirty to eleven thirty on Blog Talk, we get it in, and then I transition it to on Thursday nights. If I stay awake, I listen to my man down the down the block right there.
5: Oh. Oh yeah, what's up? Um, you didn't see the assist, damn, John. Yeah, I did. I, my bad. John my bad. But that Karen was Karen was in my ear, man. I had this joint in my ear. Um, no, so like Black Tribbles, it, it's crazy. It's actually real bug how it started because um, I've been I was in inter- internet radio. I got in internet radio in uh, 2007. Uh, did a show called the Rec Radio Show. It was just like a uh, like a morning radio show, except it was on, done on Wednesday nights. And uh, then I transitioned that after doing that for like a number of years, and kind of like podcasting that, but not really pushing it because it was a radio show. I transitioned that into doing a late night sex show called The Pleasure Principle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, you nasty. I, 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 I got, I got stories for days. I got stories for days. You want to find out how to get kicked off of a, a Ustream? We had it happen four <laughs> times. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we we had a Christmas party that was insane. But anyway,
8: um, yeah,
4: <laughs>
5: we, we went in, we went in dog. We went in, but it was fun. We did that for two years. But um, but I found like when I was podcasting that show because that show more than my the first show had a def, like a definite like you know point of view. It was it was a sex show that that was mo- more successful. So I said okay, podcasting the 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 more direct you are about what your podcast is about, the more people are gonna find it, because like you said, it's gonna find his lane. So I was listening to the podcast, and I was listening to this, um, this white comic book podcast, because I read comic books, and this one guy that was on there, it was like five white guys and one um, uh, Puerto Rican guy on the show. And he had said, you know, like, I wish that in this space, this geek space, there were more people of color that they were doing their show. And I'm listening to him, and I'm like, yeah, I do wish there were more people of color. And I'm ashamed to admit that it wasn't until about three months later that I realized, you know what, I could be one of those people
4: of color. They were talking directly to you, <laughs> exactly. And just you know like know you mean? missed my assist, you missed the other one.
5: <laughs> I got a blind spot. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, so hey. um, that's why I got glasses. So, <laughs> so next thing you know, I I, I the, the, uh, created Black Tribbles. I reached out to a bunch of people. I definitely knew that I wanted to because I knew there were other black geeks out there. I knew there were black geeks. There were guys. I knew more importantly that. There there were black geeks that were women so we made sure that we had a women contingent on our show um it, it, in my in our rotation it was a five-man crew originally when we started in 2011 and now in 2018 we are uh, a seven-man crew including with my man super saiyan tribble um isaiah uh, my man E Mac the master tribble who's he was out
4: he's in the oh, car- oh he
5: up there with the camera the angles i know i know what you're doing that's the master tribble sure for jedi master um, and uh, we've grown we, We're a radio show It's a podcast It's available every place We got down with Philly Cam uh, In Philadelphia So now we've got a television show too um, That goes on late nights on Sundays Troubles after dark And we're just trying to Like Isaiah said We're trying to, to find our place in, this, in the media space But by doing so Like my number one mission Is to always to be like Bringing People behind us. I'm not. I wasn't the first podcast, but God knows, like the, the first podcast I, I f- black found, podcast I found with a man geek soul brother, and like he was like he's like the old daddy in this joint. But I make sure to try and bring up podcasters before I met Dan. I I I, I make it a, a point on for every one of our shows to put on a little ad that says support black podcast and then I'll shout out a black podcast. I've shouted out some of y'all podcasts. Y'all don't even know it because yep. I just did it just on a humble um, mm-hmm. because I like y'all show and I just want people to, and, uh, to listen um, because I think podcasting does present an opportunity to have your voice heard. People will find your lane uh, and will find you but I think even more than that is an opportunity, like my man Scott said, to just uh, have different voices out there, different voices on all of the world's topics, be they politics, be they sports, be they geekdom, be they spirituality, or what have you, and you don't have those voices being heard or, or felt. And podcasting more so than radio, is and this is the thing that radio lost, radio used to be so much more personal and intimate. You had individual um, DJs that sounded differently throughout the day on the sh- on the radio so you knew if you didn't like lady B you just sat around and patty Jackson was coming on a little bit later you know what I mean with a di- with a totally different vibe now they all sound the fuck the same, and it just a fucking annoys me. And the beautiful part about podcasting it is it's very intimate. It's in your ear. It's one on, It's a one on one conversation that you're having with somebody. You're building up that community, and that just translates into uh, a love of self and the love of people and a love of community. And that's why I love it.
4: Yeah. Yes, beautiful, yes, beautiful. Y'all can make some noise. Beautiful. It's a few y'all, yeah, but we appreciate it. Marvelous. We appreciate it, man. But definitely, man. I, I Every sentiment you said, I agree with, especially when it comes through to the world of sports and sports media. And and we have a number of def- we definitely have a number of black voices out there. Shout outs to Jamel Hill, Michael Smith. Hey, no no what's love. Jamel, no no love to Jason Shitlock, no. none at all. We don't uh, we don't man, support man, the coons, man, so. Uncle Ruggers, Uncle is indeed. But um, but yeah, man, it, this whole thing to me again was not just finding my voice, because I've always kind of had a voice, it's always been about making the world know of my voice and know of our voices, and giving perspectives that you don't and you know you'll never hear from any of the talking heads on TV, plain and simple. You're never gonna hear the perspectives from most people that you hear across the board from any one of us podcasters. And so, first question, and then Len's going to go. We're going to bounce. We're going to bounce these questions back and forth. And we're also, <laughs> we're also, you know, don't be afraid if you don't get the answer, one, but you can chime in. We're going to point them to. First question. Make I want to the podcast because yes, it's being recorded. Yes. So, so first question I want to get into has been podcasting in, in the era of Trump. How has it been? Tra- how has it transitioned? from Obama to Trump, in your opinion, and in your show? How has it been displayed in your show? Keisha, you look like you wanted to go. So, listen.
12: (laughs) Okay, so Obama was different. Like, we talked about a lot of different things. We did talk about some of Obama's policies, whether we agreed or disagreed. Um, We had some pretty insightful conversations about that. But this Trump here, we all agree. No, we don't like it. We're not here for it. We, we can't wait for it to be over. Um, we, we do try to give different perspectives um, just to see, well, maybe if we, if we try to believe and we squint our eyes, maybe we won't see it. But we see it and we're not here for it. We don't care for it at all.
4: Right, right. So okay, I, I okay. see. Uh, how has it? How has it okay. affected your show? In so the transition.
1: Here, here's
12: here's one errors. of
4: those different
1: perspectives. My man Remy has a. Uh, my man Remy ha, has a, a saying, and it is uh, hashtag Trust the process. You know what I mean. Why the, is it trust the process, Remy?
0: Because you like if you look at the Sixers, the Sixers had the tank for like a decade. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to get to L. And B. You know what I'm saying? Like we. This like, is true. We gonna come out of this pretty good. You know what I'm saying? are you know gonna get a good draft pick next round. You know what I'm saying? But uh. We didn't really talk about like uh, like Obama when he was when, when he okay. was in office, but um, I know for 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 like the first like six months or so, like he was a, like every 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 episode was like half the episode was was uh, dedicated to him. We don't speak we don't speak his name, you know what I'm saying? We don't have to speak <laughs> the power, you know what I'm saying? forty five can stay where he at, you know say, but uh,
1: but it's trust the process because <laughs> we have to tank the U.S. You gotta, you gotta to tank. get a better U.S. <laughs> So we have to tank this country with Trump, and uh, I believe it, it started with uh, uh, immigrants. Yeah, he's going to treat the immigrants like shit. Then yeah. he's going to move up to black people. He's going to treat them like shit. Check. Then he's going to treat gay check. people. <laughs> he's going to treat gay people like shit. Then he's going to treat white women like shit, and then when he gets up to white men. Then, then, we've hit, then we have a problem. We pick peak process. We have a problem, and we got to get them block. out of there. That's the last jingle block. <laughs>
3: That's the last block. Yeah. So
1: boom, whole country falls apart. We build the country up again, new and strong. That's trust the process. The
4: the <laughs> but the question too, and I'll, I'll throw this to Hez now, was how has it changed your show and approach to topics?
5: I don't know if Being, it's changed our show so much, um, but I think what it has done to the world in general, and I can imagine this is bleeded into, the, into the, the podcast realm, is that the level of discourse has changed. When Barack Obama was in office, regardless of whether or not you agreed with his politics or not, you could civilly have a discussion about that. True and you could have a That's discussion about true. having two opposing points of view and trying to reach some level of compromise, right? But now it is at at a level where everything, like, it's just, it's, everybody's just retreating to their tribes, and, and unfortunately, when you have the president leading the, the country with his, um, with the way that he speaks and his mindset, this is giving certain people, in their mind, license to talk how they want, show that ass like they haven't been able to show it before Trust the um and i would imagine that more politically spirited podcasts more often find their times just combating all that rhetoric and all that bullshit as opposed to even really before you even can get into the politics you know what i mean right, that's right. what i i found is the biggest problem
8: so with my show like, we're, I'm very conversation-based, so we, we talk about a lot of different things, and a lot of women that come onto my show are all professional, like myself. So since the Trump era began, um, our stories have gotten different, because I, I travel a lot for my job, and I, I work for a national company, so I go into these Trump spaces. And when you are a, a brown girl in these Trump spaces with purple, um, purple, yellow, gold locks, Folks and a big ass afro they don't expect when they see erica dawn butler is going to be their key speaker they're not expecting to see me so i get a lot of people when i walk into these spaces and they're like one example of a story that i told on my show is i came into a space and i'm in the waiting room and a woman came out and she went to the white woman sitting next to me and she said oh erica it's very nice to meet you and that white woman wasn't even working for the company she was there for an interview and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm the expert that you're waiting for today. So okay. it's like one of those things where now is with all these Trump spaces, these, and honestly, where I work at, sometimes I just see a lot of different. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to save my job. Uh, (laughs) It's a lot of different people who don't think that you belong there. And so now what we talk about on my show is not proving that we belong, but making sure that we're not silenced when we're in the rooms. So it's like a lot of black women, we're coming in, and we've always been in these rooms, but we've always been pushed back. And so now it's like on our show we talk about, no, you're not going to really push me back. Actually, I'll wait until you're done talking because I'm gonna still say my piece. So it's, it's, it's more of now we're fighting more and now we have to put our, our voices louder and everything. So that's where the dynamic has changed with, with our show. It's just our experiences what, has changed.
1: Was that white woman's name
8: Keisha? It was not, it was Susan. Oh, okay. <laughs> did, it, did it come with reasons in the potato It was salad. actually Susan. And I know this because I was sitting in the lobby talking to her, giving her tips to how to interview. But ain't no no, one girlfriend no name girl named you <laughs> <laughs> But there's one thing I will say about Trump that I'm a big supporter of. Um, that tax break that he gave to some people, I benefit. So You're out the company benefited. Is that what you're saying?
4: This is the era of selfishness. So yeah.
8: hey. I was like, oh shit. I was like, this affects me. Wait, I'm both, this really 2020. Like <laughs> no, I ain't, I'm not going that far <laughs> and everything. I, no, no, no. But I was like, well, I hope nobody reversed that shit. But yeah, the tax break was nice. I, I'll take that. Well, you know, as a black woman,
5: when you are in a room and you want to make your voice be heard, you got to like be more demonstrative with it, but you don't want to be too loud because you don't want to have a Serena Williams moment oh, yeah. just pop up.
8: Let me tell first of oh, all, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait wait a minute. Go ahead, go ahead. That's right, that's go right. Go I get <laughs> it right to you, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So there is no, no... No way in hell on this earth that there's a such thing as called being too loud and being too anything. That is something that people who wanna put you in a box to make themselves feel comfortable, that's what they say to make you feel small. Hey girl, be loud. Hey girl, be heard. You don't like the way it sounds? Wait a minute, excuse me. That's not gonna work for me and it's not gonna work for the rest of us here too. Your voice is your wow. voice, and you're supposed to use it, it and everything. So when they try to tell you, <laughs> oh, you she angry, thing. or oh, she shouldn't be doing this, fuck you, I'm still doing it, and you owe me my fucking apology. That's all. Right. My wow.
11: bad.
4: Wow. <laughs> can the
8: church <laughs> say, bum, <bom-bom>?
4: bum. <laughs> but anyway, Len, next question. Deacon, do that.
7: Um, if, I her could her just, if I could just D jump in there for a that? minute regarding our... Fearless leader. Uh, So I started my show in 2016, and when I started my show, it was primarily sports, you know, comic-y stuff, gaming, and and the such. And then as we started getting into the presidential race, and you know, he was not he was nominated as the Republican candidate and he was starting to come up. I was like, okay, yeah, there's no way, bro. This ain't gonna happen. Get the fuck out of here. There's no way, bro. This guy's fucking, this Donald Trump. Like, there's there's no way. And then as we keep going and I'm doing shows and I kind of bring it up a little bit as a joke. He's like, oh, can you believe this guy's trying? And then we're getting closer and he's winning states. I'm like, wait, hold up. It's, he won won where? It's like, he's, wait, what, hold up. So I started getting heated because I'm like, there's a lot of people out there. as far as my circle that I could see of, of you know, my, my people of, you know, of color and stuff like that, that are not paying attention. They weren't paying attention. They were thinking it was a joke. They were posting memes and shit. I'm like, yo, stop fucking posting memes and pay attention to what's happening. Like, yo, this dude is winning states. Like, this shit is scary. Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? <laughs> For real. And it's like, he's, he's starting to win states. So as that was happening, I started getting more and more into politics in my show. And that's one thing I could, a tribute to him, he got me more into politics because I felt like I had to know more so that I could get on my show and talk my shit and be like, listen, this fucking orange skin Cheeto Jesus motherfucker, <laughs> he's, it's, he's getting close. It's, so, it's happening, so Cheeto, I, Cheeto Jesus.
4: I wanna, I wanna get a couple words from Hez and, and say on how it, it has affected your guys' show and then JP's gonna make the last point on this one also.
13: Well, for us, <laughs>
4: <laughs>
11: um
13: for us we just basically started in um in January. Okay, shit oh, Um for
11: us
13: we basically started in um January this year so we really didn't have uh Obama to compare Both to nope. you know but for us um it's like this it's all the same they all the same time it's to us. all bullshit. You know, like, I never I never fell for that Obama shit it's you a it?
11: fucking show. Like President <laughs> facts. <laughs> when my friends was out there, Mar screaming Obama. During when Obama first got elected, she, my homegirl Marjani. I'm in a band called Johnny Popcorn. She called me Obama. Obama. I said, Marjani, you falling for this bullshit? Yes, she did, and yes, we can. Okay, like, you hear me? Hope, I fell for. It. I hope admittedly is, fell
13: for it too. Hope is not something that you want to hang your fucking hat on.
11: Yes. Hope is not hope something. Is, you want hope that. is not solid. It's an empty fucking slogan.
13: Right? It's, it's nothing solid. You know, if you know the history of politics in this country, you already know that presidents are selected and not elected. Yes. You know what I'm saying? After John so, F.
11: Kennedy, who the fuck came after John F. Kennedy? Nixon, Nikki. Like we knew after Obama, Nixon was coming. Y'all don't study history? Right. It's right. all bullshit. It's a show. We in the second seventies again. Chicks got afros. The feminist movement is popping. Nixon is president, Watergate is happening, and weed is fly. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's the same shit over and over again. We're in the 70s again, it's all bullshit. And Obama's just, to, to me, I look, like Ob- I look at Obama like I looked at Nelson Mandela. Niggas in, niggas in, niggas in Africa right now fighting for their land that Nelson Mandela let the motherfuckers take. You see what I'm saying? Get, a, get a motherfucking, the, the 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 calm down the revolution just enough so the white motherfuckers can come in and take your shit. Now. Understand history, connect the motherfucking dots, and you, you you know the past, you can foresee the foresight in the future. Yes, sir. And just it's, it's, we're in the second 70s again, it's all happening
4: all over again. And JP- You gotta pay was, attention. JP who was there for the first past. <laughs> it, it's a fucking show. It's a show. <laughs> and it's a rerun right now,
6: y'all. Let's go. Yeah, I was born in 71, so yeah, actually I was kind of there for that. <laughs> I don't even know how to understand. But nah, um,
4: how has it affected our show?
6: It's affected our show by bringing awareness, um, also giving a different voice than what you hear on TV. I'm going straight to the point. He's the orange orangutan jackass. That's his name for me. Um, yeah, I definitely will tell you how I feel. And even though with President Obama, I had some issues with him, with some of the stuff that he did, but there's a difference between having class and being an ass, as simple as that. And um, also, another thing I want to say too is I'm not so mad with Trump being president. How about the 60 million other motherfuckers who voted for him? Those are the real dumbasses. So, they're not
11: dumb asses. Alright. They're not dumb asses. White you and forgot it, you forgot that white supremacy doesn't we, have uh, opinions. I mean, on, on on that that they have an agenda. White supremacy has an agenda. So they're not dumb asses because they're going for their agenda. That's pretty fucking smart to vote for somebody that goes for your agenda. <laughs> so they're not dumb.
4: They're pretty fucking smart. And that, black and on, people
11: have opinions. White people have agendas.
4: And on that point there, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna not get too <laughs> deep on that and that's, we're gonna throw the floor the questions to questions. I
5: left. know just letting everybody know that we have obviously uh Past the family portion of the Black Identity <laughs> <grind> with, <laughs> and then moved on into some more adult fare. Uh, anyway.
4: <laughs> yes, yes. So said, Dan, come into politics at 11 o'clock in the morning. Like, come on, well, man. Let's, let's, so let's swing this back into the whole podcast. Because, yes, you know, it originally was just the basic of how has this space we're living in affected our shows? Right. So now, from there.
5: Okay. From there, I'm, go- I'm going to, in um, your experiences in the podcasting world, um, because there's some people that got into podcasting fairly recently um, for other reasons. Some were inspired to get into podcasting. Now that you've been in it for a little bit, what is the most surprising thing that you've come across? Like, oh, shit, oh, oh. Like, what was that oh moment? I'm gonna start. I'm I'm gonna go go with my man, my man from from the
4: Everglades. (laughs) (laughs) Say yo, you you look like you wanna go ahead. Go ahead.
13: Um, For us, I think the most surprising thing that we've noticed since doing this is that people actually listen. You Mm. know, like, you know, you just put it out there, and um, you never know. You know, and like for us, it wasn't really about anything but just just having our voice. You know, and just having and having a perspective to share. But then, when we really started realizing people were listening, that really surprised
11: me. And they were like And They actually liked it, you
13: know. And um, that's the, like you said earlier, that's the beauty of it, man. Like we all go through so many different things in life that somebody can relate to you. Somebody can relate to where you stand. Somebody can relate to where you, you know, you thrive and you, you flourish. And um, we're finding those people, you know, through this. And And we talk about depression
11: on our shows. We talk about um, because I'm an artist and. I got a lot of artist friends, and I know the behind the scenes of artists, um, how they truly live, how their household, are, how their mental health is. So we have him on the show. And man Wonder shit talks about mental depression and all that shit. And he talks about how he was, wasn't even selling beats on our podcast, you know, like he did it on a podcast. Three months later, Anderson Pack Bubbling single comes out. You know what I'm saying? And, and all this other shit pops off for him. And, it's just awesome to see, to to actually be the ones to...
5: Catalyst for that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just
11: like, like like open this window for like people to look in to see the real life of artists. Right. And that's one thing that a lot of artists listen to the podcast and they are be like, I'm glad you guys brought that up, that perspective right. of the music industry
4: up. It's understanding a, a, an opposing point of view that may pull out something that what might be right in front of you, that you didn't see. And so, yeah. I'm sure it's the same
11: with everybody. I'm sure, I'm, I'm hearing every all these, everybody's smart as fuck. So I'm hearing like, all these different, brilliant minds and approaches, and, and I'm- just JP. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, to Crazy. throw it back to Lou, as Len wanted to, because this this guy's a perfect Damn. example right here. Once he started getting it on show, he was like, oh, hold up, hold up. Like, y'all dudes might be too smart for me on the show sometimes, every time he called it, but.
7: Yeah, I like using the word perspective when I, I like to, I like to guest call on this show a lot because I definitely, you know, I'm not African-American, obviously, Puerto Rican, Dominican, you, you know black. what I'm saying? You're so close I, enough. We black, kinda, yeah. you're still black. I mean,
4: you, Your boat just on, stopped off on a different land.
7: It's, I mean, let's, let's, let's put it out there. So I love going on this show because you get, um, you just get perspective and I get, I get to see and hear things that I normally wouldn't. So they get my perspective, I get theirs, and I think we have a nice like uh, mix when we get together. But as far as like my first like, real oh shit moment in podcasting, to be honest with you, it was from jump. Because it was like, I couldn't believe how easy it was for me to just, like not saying the process is easy, but how easy it was for me to just, I, I, I had thought about it for a while, I wrote some notes down, and then I, I literally grabbed my PlayStation headphones, I plugged them shits into my laptop, I, I, I typed in how to record a show, I downloaded Audacity, and I just did a 35-minute show, picked a song, and I put it out. And that's how easy it is. Any one of y'all could do a podcast. It's, podcast right now, I, say, I, used, I like to say, it's like having a Facebook page. You open up a Facebook page and you put all your stuff out there, you can just as easily, if you have a microphone, you plug that shit into your laptop, you can do it on your phone. There's a thousand apps where you can record a podcast straight from your phone, name it, have it sent to iTunes, and you podcasting, and your voice is out there. And you got people just like you who maybe share your opinion, maybe don't. it don't matter, but at least you're getting your voice out there and you can hear it. So for me, that was, like, my first, like, wow moment, that, like, I uploaded it, it was out, and I started getting hits immediately.
4: Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So now the next question I want to ask, too, is, is the power of social media and and... Obviously, most of us outside of us meeting at Blackfinity, the first one, um, seeing random pop-ups on like the side of SoundCloud or things like that, or Instagram. That's how he found us. Simple as just, yo, a random yo Instagram bong. We met in a Facebook group years ago. This brand you see right here, HHDG Media, I started earlier this year with my brother who's the DJ KB, we met Rock Vader KB.
12: Y'all can't
4: see the sign, but it's here. on the banner. But yeah, but
12: you have to read. Yeah, we, we met.
4: We met HHDG hip hop discussion group over seven years ago. Started from just a meet and greet, but with my man JP. Also, I can't forget that. So, how has and I'll start with you, Erica. Social media. Which has been your most effective tool in getting your brand out there?
8: For me, it was actually Instagram. To be honest with you, Um, I hate social media. So, like, I'm not good at it. Yeah, I'm I'm really, really not good at it. And um, pretty damn good, I'd say. Well, you know what? Okay, so let me be honest. So I don't really handle my own social media. Um, I hired my niece to do it once, and then I started getting dick in like. Ladies, y'all know, in inbox, my niece started getting more dick than she should ever see as a fourteen. She got more dicks in her box. Yeah. So then Whoa. I was like, okay. <laughs> I can't have her do that. So my brother, he kind of helps me out with my social media. Um, I just send him the stuff that I want him to post, and he takes care of it. Because I'm I'm really not good at it. I'm kind of awkward. I don't know what to put out there. I was like, oh, shit, I got a good angle today. And he was like, no, your brand. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, with social media, Instagram is the best. I suck at Twitter um, because I, I don't have time to respond and everything. So I would just... Instagram is the best. Facebook was pretty good, but Instagram is the best for me. I hate Twitter too. Wait, so yeah, you I agree with right. that.
13: You just get random dick pics in your fucking inbox, yeah. like.
8: Yeah. I probably get really? like I probably get about really? six to ten dicks a day. What?
12: Hey. Yeah. Six to 10
13: <laughs> wow.
8: Make uns- that eleven. Yeah, <laughs> 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 like
12: Karen. On, Karen. On, Karen, on,
8: Karen
9: so, um, damn. With Ladies Love Hip Hop, we utilize Instagram a lot for Did various, various reasons. Too? One, because um, <laughs> with Ladies Love Hip Hop. <laughs> 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 We actually interview a lot of artists and a diverse segment of folks within the hip hop culture. However, we did talk about this, about, um, we, we posted a video about men always sending random dick pictures, so. Really, this is yeah, a real thing. It's a dick pic epidemic. It's a real thing, thing. I remember, I remember
12: it's having a conversation, live live like, uh, having a conversation with one of yeah. my yeah. married dick friends about
9: the fact that, yeah, you know, you'll get a random dick picture and the guy asked me, he was like, well, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> okay. I'm just like you're having a conversation and boom, you get it. Part of the reason why my personal page, excuse me, is actually private. And I don't accept a lot of people following me unless I see the connection. Right. Um, with ladies love hip hop, obviously it is an open, you know, uh, forum. Yeah. But you know, I always have concerns about that too, because you know, it's very hard for me as a person to put myself out there because I am, you know, a person that actually works behind the scenes a lot, and I have a good government job. So I'm saying <laughs> respect. I'm, so I'm saying all that to say, you know, with um, ladies love hip hop, Instagram has worked well for us. If we, uh, we're about like giving the artists that we love their roses while they can smell them. Oh, so yeah. we do a lot of um, uh, things where we talk to them, you know, and dedicate stuff to them. I love so they will respond to it, and wow. then. Um, we get but a lot of dick pic per hour now. average? With um, Ladies Live Hip Hop being an open page, thank God, I haven't seen anything. Um, okay. But, you know, our personal crazy. pages, is Summer and I talk about this in a book as well, the stuff that you get is just like, why, God, what, and what have I done? And are there ever
11: any, all the ladies up here, are there ever any dick pics that you go, Yes. Never? It's <laughs> <No. laughs> never yeah, an ladies inbox. Ladies that is so,
9: it is so disgusting they, they when it, not they don't they don't it's someone the that you not not don't No, I, I, like, I said
14: ladies. Ladies don't want, want dick pics, bro. Not a one. They don't want unless ask
11: Hold on. There was one. Wait a minute. Somebody got to admit something. I'm like, come on. Stop the bullshit.
8: Stop the bullshit.
11: Get into it. Like, I
8: didn't ask for it. But it was a glorious dick. There you go. I was like,
11: somebody gotta be, gotta be honest. All right, Yo, enough
5: but for that, you know what? You know what for that girl, hour. No, on, no, no, on, no, 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 Before I we step off me. of that, before okay. we step off of that, I just want I just wanna say and I wanna I wanna celebrate that when this, you know, phenomenon was <laughs> brought to the table <laughs> right. here on, on the stage the that for <laughs> Dancing Down. Sorry, yo. it wasn't your dick in the pick you're
4: right <laughs> you're damn
5: sure about that <laughs> so uh, I, I want I want to celebrate that when this phenomenon was brought to the table that to a man every brother up here was like what right because one they just couldn't fathom that that is really happening two we are difference? men who are you know of uh, you hate to say it a higher mind enough. To, that we wouldn't even think of just randomly are just
11: throwing
5: our dick out there it's into The fucking context.
11: most it's perverted people are fucking intellects. Well, I understand, <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, have you uh, watched Japanimation? <laughs> I understand that. But the point that I'm trying
5: to get to is that... So with the joints blurred dick. out? <laughs> the point dick. I'm trying to get to is that on our show, we actually have a, a campaign that we've been doing. Is that like right. Hashtag Massage no. no. Because we are trying to stamp out that type of stuff that is happening on right. the internet, that is Speg. happening in the, the geek sphere and in podcasting world yeah. and, and all. And I just want to applaud that every one of the guys up here sound like they are people
7: Six that are not down
4: life. with
5: that that's shit.
7: Crazy. So I, that's... like <laughs> that's Never send a dick pic, never will.
4: Now, I wanted... I wanted, <laughs> day. I wanted, because we were talking the social media aspect, I wanted to talk to the Former social media conductor of the Tribbles, on how did you utilize and what was most effective for you in sending your
11: pushing forward?
14: (laughs) Hell no. No, Who was no, most affected? No,
11: no. Who was your most affected? Man, send dick pics. No dick
14: pics. You, was you, it from no the
11: bottom?
4: So for the shaft
14: and I don't balls? Send dick pics. And, was I don't it from send the front?
4: When you, Kennedy, from when, the you side, later, when you meet Kennedy later, <laughs> you will find she out right. that you'll find out that the tribbles ain't having none of that shit on yeah. her watch.
14: No, no, no. No dick stone pics, tribbles, bro. Stone that shit's not cool. Yes, sir. No, no, yeah. So social media stuff. Social media stuff. Back to that. So yeah, originally, just just trying to figure out how with the the tribbles. What I wanted to do and implement, just I looked through all the social media profiles. Like, all right, let's let's see what we working with here. Uh, they had like a little Facebook. Well, it wasn't little, but they had a Facebook group at the time, and it just kept you know each and every day it just kept growing and growing. so I'm like, all right, cool. I don't have to worry about Facebook as much as much. Check their Instagram, and since Instagram is pretty much one of the number one social media you know profiles to have, whether that be you know personal or professional, uh, you need to grow it. And I was looking through them like, okay, there's stuff to work here with, but before I was like, eh, it's, it's kinda eh, just to be absolutely honest. So I tried to head over there, and I tried to expand our social media reach as much as possible, so we didn't have a Tumblr at the time, so I created a Tumblr, because that's a nice little blog space, and it literally connects to each and every, uh, each and every other social media platform. It connects to your Twitter, it connects to your Facebook, it connects to your Instagram, and uh, it can connect to WordPress if you have that as your uh, blogging sphere as well. So having something like that to where you can post stuff on but also is linked to everything else gives people another way to, like, uh, search you out, uh, another place to view all your content. So then with Facebook, you know, over time, finally we got, you know, a Facebook page after, you know, some, some issues had occurred that we, you know, overcame. Facebook page came up, and then boom. It was just, like... Clockwork everyone's just started adding people. Oh cool. You a fan? All right, let me just ask you know real nicely Can you share this on like a friend's page or something and then i will share it that way with the biggest uh, I think biggest two things Facebook is one of those things where you need to have just because everyone has it uh, It is just one of those you know regular social media tools people check it all the time Maybe they don't really like it, but they have it because they got family uh, but so, it, you have it for whatever reason. But in this day and age, it really comes down to Twitter and comes to Instagram. Yep. I personally don't really like to use Twitter. It, it's kind of like hot, hot, I hate Twitter. Yes, I, I dislike <laughs> it. I hate Twitter. But luckily, Len is actually pretty good at using Twitter, so he can handle most of that. I handle pretty much all the other stuff. <laughs> and with Instagram, you just gotta be smart. So you got to understand your fan base. So with us, luckily enough, I think our fans are invested in the black Tribbles enough where they actually care about our everyday lives. And Instagram has evolved throughout the couple years that we've been using it as well as we have. So now there's IGTV, and that's something I'm still trying to figure out how or what content I should post on. Right. And besides the IGTV, there's, you know, you can just upload pictures and people see it on like a stream, kind of like Snapchat, which pretty much faded Snapchat out. If you still have a Snapchat, it's, it's going down just abandon shit. Yeah.
4: Well, Snapchat, Snapchat's for kids.
1: Hey, so. yeah. let me get them, Dan.
14: Yeah. Um, So IG was very effective for us because
1: I, I want to mm. get this out there because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. important to us. Um, IG was very good for us. We should have started using it sooner, but mm. IG is very good for us because one, it gets our comedy out, but two, every episode that we do, we promote a black business. Right. And yes. IG is very useful for tagging that black business exactly. with our show yeah, posts exactly. so that you can go yep. right over to that black business and see their yep. merchandise. We WeBuyBlack.com. Yep. So, and then, so, um, like, I'm, I'm wearing a lot of black business stuff on me right now. Mm-hmm. So when we put this up, I'm going to tag those black businesses of what I'm wearing right oh. now. So IG is very good for that. Twitter, not so much. Because- I mean, I think
3: I think you started off initially with Twitter, and, like, you would take one of the, like, asinine things that we said and just put it out as a tweet, and there was no context. We got likes off that. but
14: Twitter's we just like- comedy now. Like, for real talk, yeah, Twitter's, Twitter's just comedy. 100% right. yeah.
3: comedy. Yeah. And so, like, once we... Uh, like we start talking longer, we, strap, we extrapolate up and our stuff gets more and more ridiculous. And so that's when like we started making our own memes. Like when we, we need we need to have like the Rough Riders and Westeros because we had a whole theme about if DMX, you know what I'm saying, was gonna, we're gonna get with Khaleesi and stuff. And we couldn't find anything. Like, we were searching, you know what I'm saying, all the Googles. Like, all of them. All of them. Every single Google we searched. The last Google had nothing. And so <laughs> we was like, we can make our own joints, young. And so we started making our own memes and getting some love off that. And then we do a, a, a weekly hip-hop question. Yeah. Um, and and, and when we drop our episodes every uh, week, we definitely put love up for the black businesses. Yeah, and it's,
1: it's Very good for building a community on, on Instagram. Yeah. I, now, I, want a, for sure. I want to yeah, throw um, through you. It's really good. I'm sorry to cut Go you ahead. off.
12: I just want to chime in. Um, the code started actually on Facebook. Um, Facebook was very good to us until all of the sudden where you have to pay to have to people get, get look more, at yeah, yeah to have people to look at your um uh, yeah, to yeah. look at anything Advertise. so we noticed a decline with our engagement because people just weren't seeing our posts so yeah. we moved over to Instagram and Instagram has been very good to us i mean we do we do get a lot of inboxes from you know people like sometimes they ask us questions and things like that um it, it's it's been a very good tool for us. We're not we're not Twitter friendly because we usually forget about Twitter. So it's like, hey, did anybody do the Twitter today? And then it's like, wait, what day is it? Right. It's your day to do Twitter. I'm like, I just did Twitter. That's
4: where that's where though, utilizing the little attachment things inside Instagram. Yeah, huh? exactly. You just yeah. Click, click. I don't have to type nothing in Instagram. Boom. Yeah. But now, before I throw the next question, because Len's going to give the next question. I want to ask you, in as far as within the space of social media and you as a man who juggles multiple podcasts, how, how best do you to utilize?
5: Uh, It's annoying as fuck. Uh,
4: yeah, <laughs> because, I know.
5: Well, because you got to come up... Uh, uh, yeah, I do host a couple of, and produce a couple of podcasts and you try to come up with different vibes, um, different identities for all of the podcasts. Um, but... Uh, I found that you know Twitter is is iffy, but it's it's a necessary you know evil, you know like Facebook was at one point. Um, I do think that Facebook for us, especially for my one podcast and the Show Mission, has been very important in building up a community because as opposed to just I mean like we have a Facebook page, but we really don't even fuck with that but so much. But we have a Facebook page is almost useless. Exactly, but we have a Facebook group, and in that group. You can have a community that you're actually talking to. people are posting their own stuff, building up a conversation. We make sure that at the top of every one of our shows, we go there and, and shout out a couple of those posts and com- and offer our commentary on it. you know so that helps everybody become very invested in 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 the community of of the fan base. Uh, Instagram is very important because one of the things that I realize and I think we all have realized is like we're so pretty, so we just want to, you know, like get I'm our right. get our I'm faces a little, I'm a ugly get our dude. faces out there. You know That's what I mean? Um, and like Isaiah said, people do want to, as they become more and more invested in your show, and because it is so intimate, they want to know at least a little bit about you. You know, make it that much more personal. And Instagram is a way to do that just in a moment. You know, like I throw up a picture of me and my grandson. You know, uh, uh, um, Isaiah will throw up a picture of him, like, doing his Muay Thai training. You know, we got Kennedy, uh, who's um, the Storm triple is in the building. She, is she she is, like, the East Coast leading, like, axe thrower. So you, you'll see her Instagram of her th- Throwing axes, dead as bullseye. Wow. You know what I mean. And, throw and them, everybody throw them like, at the throwing them at the dick pics. throwing them at people. People know not to throw she those the dick you print not those out. But um, <laughs> but then, you
4: missed it. You missed it. Sorry, bro.
5: But I think <laughs> I think that's the beauty of you know of social media. It can it can be a pain, but you just gotta you gotta use it smartly. You know what I mean? Um, I you know it's necessary. I, I, I think I think we have a little bit of a cheat. In that our show is not, it, while it is recorded and it, it podcasts out and it definitely gets more listens that way, but because our show streams live as a as a radio show, we have people that are like like finding it live and they're chatting with us, they're calling in. And I think that opens up the intimacy. Like my man Dan calls in every Mist- week.
4: No, no, no. That's call- if I'm awake. <laughs> That's and true. I messed up true this that. week.
5: True that, true, true that.
4: Rolling to the next
5: Oh, I will, I will roll into the, uh, to the next question. And uh, this is specifically to, uh, to, the, to the women here on this lovely panel. Um, how, in carving out your space in the podcast world, what have you uh, done to make sure that your space, that your voice is heard, but also is different than what is out there, uh, as opposed to it just simply being a woman's voice. What else are you bringing to? You think you're bringing to the conversation? I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna start with my man Karen here because she's. A, a man? Oh, you,
9: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, I changed genders already. <laughs> um, I think with us, it's more. Um, we're very genuine on the show. Um, we have a deep passion about the subject matter that we're talking about. And then the other thing, I think that. Um, has helped us too is the fact that we are interviewing a lot of people. It's not just us being, you know, talking heads, talking about different subjects. We're actually interviewing people who have grew up in hip hop and have a story to tell. So we're asking them questions and we're getting a lot of lessons learned about being in the music business. So I think that's what kind of separates Ladies Love Hip Hop Um, and I guess the other thing too, what I had noticed was that uh, Summer and I had talked about this too, is that a lot of times men will, f- uh, they have a little bit of nervousness and fear when they come to our show, and I think we kind of took a guess at sometimes if they're um, not used to having women um, pose questions to them, they may be under an assumption that you know we might start. Um, i don't know i guess with women being on podcasts and being out there they think we're gossipy or talkative and stuff like that yeah and that's not how we welcome guests we welcome guests with the dudes scared
11: they're gonna get me too on a, that john i'm sorry dudes are scared they're gonna get me too on that john yeah
9: I, I don't know it's not it's not even about that it's more like they think that you know I, they make we think we might be disruptive or very gossipy or something like that or very yeah. catty but it's not that it's we really want to know your story and, you know, just have a really good family discussion and it comes from a genuine place. Damn so man. I think that's it.
11: That's awesome. That's how I felt when I was, was up. That interview was great with you guys. what you guys. Like it, being interviewed by you guys were great. The perspective, the, we had a co You guys opened our minds to like, you know, we said it right on the show. It was like, oh, we never thought of it like that. So it was awesome to get Yay. interviewed by that perspective. I guess so. Man, come on. Ladies love, y'all. Jeez.
12: Um, I think what our show is, um, well, it's just me, Imaj, and Medisa. Um, We all have different perspectives of a lot of different things, but it boils down to is that we, all three of us have a voice for a small margin of women, so... I have an opinion about this, but there may be a small margin of women who, like, well, yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, bitch, I feel the same way, too. And each one of us brings something different. Like, we can agree on certain things, but there's a lot of things that we don't agree upon. And we're able to get through it. So, you know, there might be an opinion about this, or it might be, you know, I don't don't like how this is happening and we can still get along. It's not, it's not a catty thing and it's not, we're not gossipy either. And I think that that brings a lot to the table because when you hear females on the radio, it's usually gossip. It's usually like, Hey, this is happening and, and everybody's talking about Nikki and Cardi and we could care less about Nikki and Cardi. We still broke. (laughs) Mm -hmm. ain't there one of us got their money so we don't care so i think that that's something that our show just brings because when especially when we get down to relationships and things of that nature um we do have a different perspective you know one might be you know with the guys on it and one might be you know with the consensus of women and then there's one that's just like in the middle i see both sides
8: so on my show, we don't do pop culture. Um, we only really talk about our experiences as black women. So we tell a lot of different stories, so that kind of separates us from a lot of things because we're not really going out to what's going on in the world, we're going on to what's going on in your world mm-hmm. and everything, what are you, what's happening to you? How are you moving in these spaces and everything? What's happening to you romantically? What's happening to you in the bedroom? Like, we get real intimate on our show and like, when like, the women that come on the most everybody always says we're like their favorite aunties and everything. Cause we are women of a certain age. So we're not going to really like, sometimes we understand we're not going to connect with somebody that's like in their early twenties and everything. Cause they're still trying to figure it out. We've done it all. Like we've done it all. We've seen the world. We've, We've done a lot. So, and, and we're not afraid to tell those stories. So it's one of those things where, oh, yeah, what about this time that I did X, Y, Z? And then we're like, we'll all talk about that. And, like, oh, girl, how'd you make it through that? And like, we'll talk about everything. And a lot of times they think, like, oh, y'all, you know, because we are very, very easy to talk about sex because we're sexual beings. And we don't mind about it. We're proud that we have it. Like, I think every woman should always explore the best orgasm that they should have. Ow. And we promote that on our show because a lot of times... As black women, they don't want us to promote ourselves as being not just sexual and everything where we desire, but how we desire to be pleasured too. So we wanna be very open and like, you know, claim your orgasms, make sure you know how to give yourself an orgasm, be open about how you need to be pleasured. And then we like take all that stuff because if you can tell somebody how you need your orgasm, you can tell them what kind of date you want and everything you could talk about other things in the world so that type of communication at the most basic intimate level you can put it across every other level of communication so we we're all about the story we're all about who you are and your experiences and everything like that so it's just a bronco experience
12: like that yes honey yes
4: yes up here preaching all day
12: i want a t-shirt that's let him say amen let him say amen
5: I want a t-shirt
11: that says claim your orgasm. I'm sorry. I, just- I, like, I want a t-shirt that we, when she said, when she said, pleasure yourself. <laughs> that way I can have sex and I wear the t-shirt. I look, i look, get up and leave. I'll be like, look, 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 read the t-shirt <laughs> and I'm out.
4: Nice. 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 It's <laughs> a bad can't. joke. <laughs> that was hilarious. Hashtag. Well, they win. do. They
12: orgasms do. do save lives. They do. Male they orgasms
11: do. kill lives. Male orgasms kill lives.
12: I can't with you. You we want just a five-minute timeout. You want a five-minute <laughs> timeout. Shoot minute time out. On forehead. <laughs> shoot
4: Go ahead, Auntie Mook. You haven't said much today. You have
5: a,
10: uh, we have a question down here. Go right ahead. This is a, a little uh, audience, uh, audience participation. I'm sorry. I thought those were. What, what is that on your shirts? The three people back here. I thought those were tra- uh, Star Trek. Okay, Trekkies. Now, that mullet right there is cultivated. I haven't seen one that fly in years. <laughs> business in the front, party in the bag. That's all. Awesome. Oh, that is the business. That is the I business. I had to shout that mullet out, I'm sorry. And <laughs>
4: the Cool, so. Um, before we, uh, we're, we're, we're gonna be closing it up. Not too soon, but soon enough. I wanted to get into the aspect that uh causes some orgasms to some, and that's money. No. Has anybody... <laughs> nope. Some, some people come differently. I just, I, just got a, I just saw a picture of a check I got in the mail.
2: I might have bust two hey, right you now. You
4: claim your orgasm, uh, let him claim his. Uh, that's right. But anyway, but anyway, but anyway, though. Raise your hands. Has anybody on this panel been compensated for their podcast? No. I am... Break.
12: Bitch, I'm not... Yes. Well, can you yeah. Mhm. Sure. So, so, you been, have
4: you been compensated for?
12: Have your you pod- been
5: compensated
4: podcasting? for podcasting oh, yet? Oh, we did get free cupcakes. So, so, yeah, I guess Len, so. Yeah. Elder Statesman here, how, how, explain how that has been, and and ways to pull in such compensation, like advertising. Which I, I've learned that while doing the podcasting, advertising is the way, pretty much the only way for us to make money. If there isn't,
5: I mean that can be the only way you make money. Um, and we've we've had we've had advertisers, we've had sponsors that have reached out to us, or we've reached out to them uh, about sponsoring their stuff, doing like commercials for them. We've done some commercials for um, um, Black Action Tees and some of the more comic book creators and uh, smaller companies, Rosarium and stuff like that. We've done ads for them on our on our on our show um, because our show is a radio show, and especially now on the station that it is it has to be commercial free, so those, radio, those uh, ads can't run in the actual show, so they get posted uh, in post-production. Um, but the, the main way that I've found that we've been able to make money the most successful way is there's three avenues. Um, one, if you are lucky enough to build up enough of a community or a fan base, then you can do Patreon where people will give you money and help support you. Um, Or you can sell some little swag, you know, t-shirts and bracelets and stuff like that. But the main way, the most successful way, I I found for compensation, and it's not, and compensation to me is not really primarily about the money all the the time, because first and foremost, if you're doing this for the money, you need another job. But um, if you're doing this for the love, but the, the main way is just getting opportunities to do live events and people come in and see you. You know, um, and from there you can maybe get a little piece of the door, a little piece of the action off, off of drinks or what have you. Maybe you charge like a little like two dollars to get in and if you're lucky enough you got enough of a fan base you're making you're making significant money advertising is the way that you're going to make the most money and that's that's the the everyday struggle of the black podcast to get out there to that point if you want to get you know um you know casper mattresses and all them stuff all them fi- uh like and following you and how are you be
4: bevel blade on every yeah podcast. you know
5: if you want to if you want to make that happen you got to you got to get listens. You got to get get them downloads. But um, that's the main way that we've been able to succeed in that really. in that space.
8: So for me, I um, I created a game based on my podcast and everything so my podcast is called cocktails and conversation so i created a card game called cocktails and conversation so i created that and i've been selling that um but honestly i get the most compensation from speaking engagements mm-hmm. um so my background professionally is human resources so i took that background and i just created like just events where women could come in and i you know is. a I've been hired by a couple churches, a couple different things. Of course, you have to know your audience and everything. I have to curb my language if I'm speaking in a church, opposed to if I'm speaking. You're not in claiming a- orgasms at the church. I still claim them, <laughs> but I don't drop any cuss words. Um, like you I, 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 I always run it by my mom first. Like my mom listens to every episode first. Um, but I, I talk about different things like that, and I've been compensated pretty good for it. Like my game plan is when the next five years is to. Ease out of corporate America and just, you know, Rocking work out. on books and speaking engagements. There you got That's you. awesome.
4: Nice, nice,
8: nice. Keith,
12: nice. um, ours has always been um, advertisements. Um, We've been doing, um, there's a couple lines of stuff that if you see every now and again, you'll see somebody in some shirt or something like that. It's, you know, it's promotion. So we've been doing that. We're kind of easing into trying to get into speaking engagements, hence why I'm here. (laughs) But um, that's something that we're looking forward to looking to get into. Nice, nice.
5: The beautiful thing about, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't mean to hog this conversation. But the beautiful thing is that of having a crew, especially if you know, you know the struggle of it's just two of you or one of you. And a beautiful part of us having a crew is that you know we have people that can focus on a bunch of stuff. Like Isaiah was our social media coordinator. We now have a new media relations person, um, and uh, actually, Kennedy uh, um, actually took on the task of getting us more speaking engagements and more. Um, uh, getting compensated for more of uh, the things that we've done. So, as you get stay in this space, you realize, you know, what you have to do to sustain what you're doing. Because that was one of your big questions. That's a big thing. It's like you know, right.
4: s- sustain sustainability. Show.
5: And then having everybody else like find their land, find their lane where they can where they can flourish. Master Tribble is a filmmaker, so he handles all of our film production and stuff like that. And it's just that, that's the beauty of a karate. Now, I one more
4: thing I got to mm-hmm. spin off of that too because I want to throw it to JP and Defcon Jive. Because JP knows not to call you out, brother, but this is, you know it's, this a pet peeve of mine. But explain the importance of consistency when it comes to doing these shows. And within the starting five, you know, we're a, every week, you know, you can describe to them how I get there or get on you, you know, but not in a bad way. But I would like you and then Defcon Jive to talk about Doing podcasting in a consistent manner. Well,
6: we get on each other sometimes.
4: Yeah, you know, no, we definitely that's, that's do. But do. That's, that's 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 the part of the love relationship that we got, man.
6: Yeah, but one thing that, you know, Dan always gets on well, he gets on me sometimes about is being consistent. Like if we say we're gonna do a pre show at um nine twenty, be there at nine twenty, not nine thirty. You know. Um, nine twenty
4: nine and a half.
6: <laughs> nine twenty <920 laughs> a half. But um for me, sometimes it's a struggle because I get off like kind of late sometimes. <laughs> I get off like 7.30, 8 o'clock, and you want to, you know, unwind a little bit before you do the podcast, get in the right frame of mind. So that's the struggles that me and Dan have sometimes. But um, we've been on the same page, We're definitely getting better with it, though. So and that's, that's yeah. it's a consistent podcast is being prepared and being ready every time you have to go. For us, it's every Wednesday night.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things that uh, we as a crew have been, it's been hard for us since 2001 is to be consistent and do things, you know, week in and week out. But I told these guys, I said, uh, if you are not going to do it with me, I'm going to do it by myself, and I'm going to do it consistently. And luckily these guys jumped on and stayed with We're me. We're going to have you out there, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the, key, the key for that was we got to set time we're always going to come up on that set time. And if we don't, we all agree to do it at another time. And the reason for the consistency is if you keep hitting people over the head every week, soon they're gonna latch on. They're gonna say, okay, at Thursday, we know that there's gonna be a DEF CON job that we can listen to. I'm up in my audio on Wednesday night though. Remy uploads his audio <laughs> Wednesday night and my fiance, she knows Remy <laughs> uploads his audio at 11 o'clock and I'm up until 4 a.m. Uh, but there's going to be a DEF CON job on Thursday and and that's so that people know and I think that's I think you can speak to this uh Bat Triple because every Thursday night they know to go to Philly Cam. So every Thursday morning you know to go to iTunes and download the new episode and, and, and that's how that's how we wanna build our fan base is through that
5: consistency. Yeah, consistency, 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 man. Like like nothing makes me gets on my nerves but also like, you know, puts wind underneath my sails. It's those rare times when the show doesn't pop that day Absolutely. after. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you get the emails. Like the beautiful thing is like it's not people asking me where the shows. They're so used to the consistency that like, yo, something who shot Len? Did y'all go <laughs> did y'all go check his house, man? Like what is going on? The show is not here, son. So that that is like the beautiful thing of like being consistent I, uh, I preach to people when uh, you know because uh, I do like workshops on that that's another way of making some loop you, once you get good in this stuff you do a workshop on it um, and, you, and you you know teach one bring another one in and the n- number one thing is making sure your sound is on point because nobody want to listen to no ratchetness. You're used to watching any type of video, but on sound, you want it to be crisp in your ear. I'll say
4: that's a trouble a point of hours.
5: You're just when, coming
4: from like, <laughs> where are you hey. from? <laughs> I'm everywhere, you never there. Who is that? I'm oh, he's everywhere, you never there. there. Anyway, Deepest, darkest, Africa. There you go. <laughs> you want me up in the balcony next? <laughs> but, nah, but I can say that that's a, that's a point of uh, uh, contention with my show. We do it on Blog Talk Radio. We do it via phone. And even when I've plugged up How into- How did you get down there? Things like that. <laughs> magic. <laughs> but anyway. The quality, depending the on the yet? service you use and things like that. If you're, not, if you're using a service like we use, like the code users, we use the block talk. Unfortunately, you gotta get in what you pay for. And you're paying a lot sometimes mm-hmm. for bad sound. But you still gotta make it do what you do because to despite the quality, Make sure your content is always on point. Yeah. And that's what we do regardless of... You're going to hear us one way or another, but the content is always there. Now, I got to throw this, and I'm not throwing shade again, but on my brother right here, and consistency. Yeah. I know it's actually a struggle you speak on. Talk to All us about time. it real quick. Then we're going to go to Len. Then if any of y'all got questions, that's why I got down here. We're going to throw it to y'all with the questions and then we're going to get into a little surprise for y'all at the end.
7: Yeah, so I was we were just speaking about that same consistency. I used to drop every Wednesday. I was doing a show once a week. I would drop every Wednesday because my schedule, I would work overnight, and Wednesday was my day off. So I'd prep Tuesday, do some writing, Wednesday in the morning, the same thing, and I would do my episodes, record them, and just send them, and then just uh, upload them. And it just got to the point where, for me, I know that, I want to be more consistent, but where I have an issue is I don't want to just upload trash. Mm. Like I don't want to just be like, oh, it's Wednesday, Uh, uh start growing. let me start scrolling through the news feed and see what's popping. I don't want to do that.
4: Quality versus quantity.
7: You feel me? Yeah, like I just, my shows always somehow, it's, oh, it's always like magic. They always just come together. Like I'll have a few topics I want to talk about and then something else happens and then this happens here. and Somehow in my head, it just like, it's like the, I don't know, kind of like the cosmic cube. It just kind of like forms in my head. And then all of a sudden a I wax. sit down and I just record it and then I'll upload. So now like my last, my last episode, which was episode 50 that I just dropped, um, shows were a month apart. Now that's way too long, I feel, for shows, but I really didn't have anything that I felt like I wanted to put out in between that time. And I don't wanna just get on and be like, hey guys, this is Luke from the Everything Podcast and uh da da da, da 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 and just put out a show that I'm not confident in that I, I got my views across. So for me it's like a double-edged sword. Like I try to be more consistent, but I wanna make sure I have content. And again, a one man show. I don't really have a person to bounce ideas off of. Like what you wanna talk about this week. Oh, I could stand in front of a mirror and talk to myself and do that, I would. But again, you know, it's just being a one man show is that's my main issue.
8: So we, we were both talking because I'm not as consistent as I would like to be. I used to do my show every week and I went to every two weeks. And then I got burnt out and everything. And I, I even told my audience, I was like, I am burnt out. Like I have a, a demanding career. Um, at one point I was, my mom had cancer. So, you know, I'm dealing with taking care of her, taking her to the treatments. So I took time off like completely. Um, I, like even this past summer, I had recorded an episode in June and didn't put another episode out until, uh, the third and everything. And where I was surprised is that, um, I would, keep my presence on social media and I would do like little videos or I would drop like I write on the side so I drop little stories so I was trying to keep like in the ear of my listeners but I would also let them know what was going on with me personally Mm -hmm. Um, so they weren't surprised that I fell off and and, like I was very honest like I'm completely burnt out and I told them I was like I'm not even sure if I'm going to continue podcasting like it's something that you know is not my full time job it's something that I just love to do and It was, you know, me not being consistent. I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm delivering trash because, you know, somebody's looking for something at least every two weeks, and I wasn't delivering it. Um, But a lot of the feedback that I got because I let people know, they was like, yo, I get it. Like, being burnt out is a bitch. And I was like, yeah. So it was like I had to start doing things differently and I had to start utilizing different versions of social media like IGTV just to kind of put stories out there or let people know what's going on. So even if I couldn't record, I'm giving them something. So like my recommendation, if you can't be consistent of getting in the studio or putting out an episode, you got to give your audience something just so that they don't forget who you are and so they still feel connected to you. Right. Yeah,
5: shout out to that. And I also think like one of the things that has happened over the last few years in podcasting is a lot of podcasts to maybe fight that burnout or maybe to, like, just better structure their shows are taking on the identity of doing seasons. So you just do, like, a block of shows, you know, and just letting people know, like, all right, this is the end of season, season two finale. We'll be back, you know, season three. I'll let you know when it's coming, you know? So that, that's a way to get around that. I want to... To the audience here and for everyone here, we all got like diverse shows and we're going to go to the audience real quick. If the people in the audience, you want them to find your show and you and you know, we're going to tell everybody like where to find the show. But if there was one show you wanted t- them to listen to of yours, for whatever reason, maybe it's the one that best identifies you or it was the craziest show, like which one, like I, I, it, uh, this is not yours, Karen, but I'm just going to I'm going to say that the ladies love hip-hop They did this one show they because w- they had this whole like men's beard contest that they were go- going through the Beardo Awards it's, Yeah, they did like the Beardo Awards did it, did it make yeah, So the cut.
9: <laughs> on actual the actual Instagram page um, Summer and I came up with an awards uh, for the best beard in hip-hop. So a lot of men in hip hop are, you know, it was very trendy within the last three years, you know, men have really fallen into um, taking care and preserving their beard and you see a lot of the hip hop artists, um, a lot of them have them. So we are beardos, we are proud beardos and so um, we decided to do, and this is how we got a lot of engagement with with women and even some men um, about the Beardo Awards and so We put up pictures of our favorite um, hip-hop artist who was rocking, you know, a really nice beard, and we had the ladies vote, and then we gave them an award, and then we had the showdown of who had the best beard, and um, at the time, we did it, Black Thought of the Roots, he won. (laughs) Oh, baby, because that is the most carefully curated beard I've ever seen (laughs) in my entire life, to the point that he is one of our uh, dream folks to interview. And so, Summer and I were saying that we want to interview him, and then we want to have a separate, maybe two-minute interview, uh, just talking to his beard alone, because that beard <laughs> is a standalone; um, or it's, a, it's an enigma of itself. So,
4: nice. Now everybody down the line. Everybody, excuse me, everybody down the line, give like a quick minute, because we got to get to questions and the last performance that we have lined up for uh, the. Do we had
0: a. Uh a joint um a long time ago where because uh, uh, our podcast actually started out with like six. what eight it was it six? six i thought it was like eight or nine <laughs> but, but uh like uh that burnout that you were talking about like it, it does kick in and we, we we lost a couple members along the way uh but um we had we did have one episode where everybody was on where everybody was on it and that was the greatest episode and like i wish i could find the actual episode number it was but uh, <laughs> Can't do it. It, it's the, it was the funny. It was the funniest thing, and like everybody, ha- everybody got their time on the joint. It was very well coordinated by my man Cannon here. So, and
1: then I, I would say the other one is uh, we we put out a best of best of dad advice, <laughs> and uh, because these two guys are fathers, they both have two kids, kids, um, and so one of our members was about to have a, their first child, and. We did a whole block of shows where we talked about dad stuff, like what's the best way to raise your, raise your kid, raising your kid in hip-hop, how do you raise your kid to be an activist, how do you feel about activism with your kids. So yeah,
0: what, what brand of sandals you need to work the grill, you know what I'm
4: saying? Y'all, was just, yeah, exactly. y'all actually was just talking about that on one of your last episodes when you was exactly. talking about the school so, clothes. Yeah.
1: So yeah, so it, the best of dads is, 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 a, is a, in the dad tax, because if you are a dad, you know that you take the first sip of Jackson's Capri Sun. <laughs> sun. I on
4: top, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Dad y'all might
11: want to make that a skit, <laughs> like on your really on, like, on your Instagram. Like, if you that make skits, might be awesome.
4: And, and I and your I, your I know y'all top. take at least one or two fruit snacks out the pack first, also. Got to. No, exactly. But anyway, JP, <laughs> just to make sure your kids safe, baby. JP, <laughs> JP, JP.
14: The super triple ladies and
11: gentlemen. <laughs> RC. He came with the Captain America, John.
13: <laughs> That's his bodyguard right there with the Captain JP. America.
4: Um, because real, I, best quick, episodes. Real quick, I
6: got three episodes I, that I really love. One was with Ralph McDaniels about yes, a month ago. Yes, we had the
4: legendary DJ Ralph McDaniels, yeah. video music box on our video show
6: about three you, weeks definitely. ago. Um, I would say the other one would be with, with my, um, one of my good friends, Lamont Smith and his son Jace. My boy Lamont is an Olympic gold medalist from 1996 Olympic 4x4 four four relay. His son Jason is one of the top three sprinters in the country right now, going to the University, University of Houston. Houston. Hopefully, he makes the Olympics by 2020, 2024. And I would say the other one would definitely be with my good friend Jeff Wilson about his brother Benji. Benji Wilson yes. from Chicago, yes. who did ESPN yes. did a, a documentary on. But he went more in-depth about his brother and about who his brother was and... It was a great show. So I would say those would definitely be the three most memorable shows we did. Yes, Sayo or Hez, one of y'all. Uh, for what, was us, your, what was your most memorable I show? I think
13: it was uh, episode number nine with Odyssey. Um, and mm-hmm. for us, it was just, uh, I think it just epitomizes what we do and just the topics that we cover, just how broad we can get just with politics and um, just a general understanding about, you know, how this shit all informs us to create. Yes. And uh, yeah, Odyssey.
4: I love y'all Bilal on. episode,
11: too. Y'all said a lot. Y'all told a lot
4: on that Jesus one, too. Jesus, mo' nitty. The <laughs> gang on Odyssey episode, though. The Odyssey episode. I'm still going backwards, so the, I got, I'll get
11: there. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, the crazy thing on the Odyssey episode was, the, uh, was when he was, like, talking about the senses. Because uh, Odyssey's uh, Sudanese. His wife is, uh, what is his wife, Moroccan? So she's Moroccan. And he said that in America, they don't have a census for Arabs on the census. So every Arab in America is labeled as white to up the white numbers in America. So mm. the trick, the funny thing is that America hates Arabs, but they use them for white census to up their, to up their numbers. So mm-hmm. we learned that from Odyssey on the...
13: That's crazy. also what's crazy because she's classified as white, her insurance is cheaper too. Wow. Just like so that that one was a good one. It, we learned a whole fucking lot yeah. from Odyssey. You know? Super. Yeah. And how to live also, in New York, own two apartments, Airbnb in one, and then the yeah. other one pays for it. Nice. Both also one of the illest producers
14: yeah. around yeah.
4: Super. song you UK. What was your favorite moment of being a triple episode wise? So.
14: Bro, that's not even fair. That's not a fair question. <laughs> we got like way too many like episodes that are just extremely memorable. Um, but if I just had to... Oh, man, I don't want to just choose one. Uh, so, so one that comes to mind readily ceremony. would be the seven-year anniversary show. Uh, because for them, it's the seven-year anniversary. For me, it's just you know a couple years and some change, but I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. And it was one of the times where we actually got to have everyone in studio. And we were going towards new uh, and, and bigger you know, uh, ventures coming up. And just the whole amalgamation of just you know seven years coming together, where they started, where they are now, and just how hype we keep going and keep consistently performing and and putting out great content. Um, That'll probably be the episode I'll show people and one of my favorites.
12: Uh, I'm I'm going to clean up my answer cuz we have some guests With that child. just walked in. With child. Um, yeah. so my We've uh, Re- returned to the family portion. Uh, absolutely, the Black Black absolutely. This PG, was um PG. uh one of my favorite shows had to be one of our uh more uh adult content. Um we actually gave advice to a couple about some things that they could do while they were adulting. So, um about a week and a half later, they um, inboxed us and let us know that they took our advice, and it was smooth sailing. <laughs> so that was that was one of my memorable ones. Yeah, it was smooth, smooth sailing.
10: sailing.
4: <laughs> Lou? Mm-hmm. I did, yeah.
7: um, For me, uh, I got two episodes of my program that I, I really feel passionate about. Um, you're gonna have to go back in the crates because I'm at episode 50 now, so episode seven, I did an episode called um, Underappreciated Overlooked Hip-Hop Albums. So I took 10 albums that I felt personally are really underappreciated in the culture and kind of looked over, like, for instance, I got, um, like, Capadonna's first album. The Pillars? Yes. Uh, Funk, yes. Funk, that album is yes. fire. Um, Funk Dubious, Who Would You Doobie You Be, um, KRS-One, Return of the Boom Bap. I just feel like these, I did 10 albums. The thing with that episode is that I had dog. I had 12 pages of notes that I wrote, and I had to curate. I kept the notes, because I like to look at it every once in a while. So I, I worked really hard on the episode, so if you had to pick an episode, I'd go with that one. And I think um, I think it's episode 47 that I did, which was the Black Panther review. I was able to do that episode with my cousin. Slash bro- he's really my brother, but he's technically my cousin. Um, I called him up, we linked up, and we just we saw the movie, and we episode sat down and 15. just went over it. It was just... Those, those two, for me, and, were the best ones.
4: And episode 50, you're featuring me. Damn.
7: And episode 50 <laughs> wow. featuring this man right here, the mayor. Okay, I, I, the I mean, we had a, we had a major plug major, major, link up and discussion that definitely you should check that out. Um, but yeah, just right. those. So
4: when you see me, they say that's that. His last name should be that's that. Y'all not catching on? Sounds kind of nice. That's that.
8: Erica. On, yeah, I, I
4: missed Alley-oop there.
8: Yeah, Sean uh, Price, Sean
4: Price. Rest in peace, Sean Price. Yeah.
8: Um, so I had to change my episode when I saw small children walk into the venue also. Um, so I would say um, an episode that I would like everybody to check out would be me and Mr. Biggs. It was actually one of the... It wasn't an episode I recorded in the studio. It was something I recorded at home um, for one of my Shit Happens episodes. And it was me and my ex. Uh, we were together oh, for five years. And we had a terrible breakup. You know, I allegedly broke in his home. He allegedly threw me out. Oh. Um, <laughs> a lot of alleges was going on. You said episode what? You said episode what? Well, we don't really? know, I don't number my episodes, but it's called me and, me and Mr. Biggs. And we actually sat in my living room. We drank tequila, and we talked what? about our whole entire relationship, the five That's dope. years. That's dope. Um, from the highs, That's... the lows, and what we learned from each other. And... We basically gave closure. Yeah, we we did. It was it was it was intense. Yes, it was that's, real growth. That's, that's some I mean, powerful.
12: That is mature and growth, honey. Cause ain't no way if you put me and my ex in a room, somebody is going to jail. Yeah. There is no way, girl. I'm well, you know. proud of you. Kudos. I, I almost kudos.
8: went to jail when we broke up, but you know, um, ladies, here's the thing if his door is unlocked, that does not mean you can enter the home, okay? (laughs) This should be obvious advice, though. It is not obvious advice because I entered the home. And, like, the whole entire time I was trying to figure out how I got there, and I didn't even recognize myself, but I was like, okay, but I'm already here. And I went upstairs and everything. Um, So it wasn't breaking. I just entered the home without permission. (laughs) Um, but know, he did not appreciate it And I like myself a big husky guy So he was six six, And he carried me back down the stairs Over his shoulder And dropped me outside The other side of the door the fuck you? And he was saying Fuck as you do um, No, I got back in um, Because you forgot <laughs> I had a key But <laughs> But either way But we But I didn't use the key the first time The first time I just walked in Alright, alright, alright I'm um, sorry. sorry But, nice, but nice, that nice episode up. It was good That's, that's, that's mad mature. I, I will
5: just say, um, you don't have to go so far in the crates. It was uh, episode 345. We do like a top 10 summer every, every year um, where we just do a different top 10 list. And episode 345, we did the top 10 forms of reproduction, oh, which... So nice. <laughs> Which it was a dope oh, show. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So <laughs> oh, you're she, right. No. So all right. That,
11: was a,
14: show. Show, that most, was a good
5: show. That was a good show. The most dope was because it was like, it, like, we all weren't there, but it was like five of us. Oh, man. And there was one member of our show who took this like mad seriously, Top Forms of Reproduction. So <laughs> re- reached out, had about 20 pages of notes about all the different forms of Reproduction, you know. And the game was
4: thrown off and immediately.
5: <laughs> but the game was immediately thrown off when we went to one of the Tribbles, like, well, what's your top form? And they said, well, vampirism. Because when you bite, you, you reproduce, you made nothing. Uh-huh. that's not reproduction. Well, it disintegrated <laughs> from there. To...
14: Exactly, See? exactly. See? Exactly. That's
5: what, we, what happened. It basically, that Tribble, I'm not going to name them, <laughs> <laughs> but that Tribble just gave the scientific definition.
4: Hey <laughs>
8: <that laughs> <laughs> was that? Yeah, you
2: and, and, on, and
4: on that note, but does anybody an in show. the audience have questions for anybody on the panel? Yes or no? Anyone? Anyone? Raise a hand. A man's over here. State your name, gangster.
3: Shout out to the Stakes is high sweatshirt.
5: So, yeah, so Stakes
4: is high. They're, they're still high. High. They're they're
3: high. high. They're
5: still high. All day. It'd be for all of
6: them? Oh, okay, okay, okay.
5: All right. I just want to know who are, you can. Uh, who are your favorite podcasts to listen to?
13: Like
4: Everybody answer that and
13: just just name them. No explanation. Just name them. Uh, last podcast on the left.
10: Oh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr's uh, Monday morning podcast.
0: Hell yeah. Excellent. <laughs> uh, we probably shouldn't be speaking their names, but uh,
1: definitely a uh, Bodega Boys. <laughs> I love NPR podcasts, like Pop Culture Happy Hour, politics. Yeah, I'm a nerd.
5: Yeah,
6: I'm on on both of them too. Gilbert Arenas podcast, very interesting. (laughs) How I
14: Built This. Oh yeah, Mm. Uh, Bruce Lee podcast.
12: Um, I would have to say probably everybody up here plus the read. That's, yeah, that's, the, yeah, that, yeah, just on down the line, just on down the line, everybody, uh, plus, you know, every now and again, I like some Ratchet, so the read also.
7: I got to agree with that previous comment. All of y'all, y'all have, I don't know if y'all know, but y'all have no idea how good your podcast sound when I listen to them compared to mine. They sound phenomenal. Um, but other than that, like, if you want to go a professional podcast, I'm a big fan of the Joe Budden podcast. And uh, I do like the Joe Rogan experience also because he yes, interviews. Yes, yes, yes. He interviews y'all. He goes everywhere, so it's, you get a lot out of that show.
8: The one. Uh, what is the what's Noriega's podcast called? Drink Champs. That's the one.
4: <laughs> that is one of the most messiest, yes, messy man. podcasts. I'm sorry. Len, you asked.
5: kind of judgy right there. Oh, he asked the question. <laughs> oh, my, my favorite podcast, I think the one I yeah, listen to I the most, Since I'm a very old head, so I like listening to old, old Hollywood, um, is Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast.
11: Whoa,
4: nice, nice. I, I'll give a few, even Gilbert
5: though. Godfrey's Amazing Colossal Podcast. I got to check for it,
4: because that's definitely not the first time, nor the last you've mentioned it. <laughs> Myself, I'll give you... I. I religiously listen to every person on this stage. Hence the reason why I invited every single person on this stage. Because I like real, I like reality. I like people that I can now see and touch and, you know. Pause. I was gonna say feel. Oh, pause. pause. Yeah, definitely pause, no dick pic. Bye pause, He <laughs> tried to blame his orgasm. But, <laughs> I mean, outside of, outside of everybody on this stage, Questlove Supreme is one of the illest out. That's an ill jump. Bodega Boy is hilarious. The niggas just freestyle the whole shit. Drink Champs is is cool, but I try to stay away from the bigger names because they got their platform. I like to help what I consider us little people and make sure we have a spot to shine. Make sure our voices are heard. And anybody who asks for a podcast today... My peoples in Philly, the Tribbles. You gotta listen to them first. One of the best hip-hop podcasts out there who connected me to another great hip-hop podcast, Ladies Love Hip-Hop, and then connected me to Beat Society. Defcon Jive, I got to do a show with Cannon on the Tribbles On the Tribbles. It's all about connections, as my man, Will Strickland would say, connections, relationships, building like that. Erica happened to, just like Lou, happened to found us on Instagram, liked the picture, so hey, liked it back, sort of mutual respect within the likes and the shares of the show and the story. That's why she's here. My man Lou, I, I feel like I built a brothership with this cat and I've only known him for a couple months. Flew up just off the love of this. Keisha, I've known for some time now. I don't even know how long it's, been. it's long enough. Yeah. AO hey, saying Hey didn't you just say just Give it without explanation. You're right, <laughs> but, oh. this is, oh, <laughs> but this is I, my I show. I thought it was just me. Hey, but this yo, he's not, my show. Damn, so, he said, point, wrap it up, so we're not about this. DJ, the point that I was trying right, to get it it to is. was to wrap it up yeah. Yeah. and to say once again, thank y'all for checking this out, the Blackfinity Gauntlet 2. Hopefully, we bring it back to y'all eventually again soon.
2: we've come to the end of another hilariously reckless episode of of the defcon jive podcast but don't worry they'll be back next week with another equally if not more so reckless episode for y'all to listen to in the meantime make sure that you're following them on twitter and on instagram at dcj podcast while you're at it don't forget to follow the Tri talks At the Tribe Talks on Facebook and on Instagram. Don't forget to listen to episode one of the Tribe Talks Relationship Bullets now on SoundCloud.com forward slash The Tribe Talks. We'll see y'all next week.